are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex, and man, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) We are seriously (laughs) laughing our back ends off here. Uh, As as we sit here. Um, Dude, he's like as big as Brock Lesnar's forearm. (laughs) So, all right. So we we need to just, we need to explain this before we do anything. So we, we, we say this all the time, like before we, um, before we start recording, we always, you know, we shoot the crap for a little while. We, uh, you know, we laugh about things, you know, we, we have a laugh, whatever, you know, and uh, we, we like to get the blood flowing, you know, get ready to get ready to do our thing. And somehow we got talking about, well, it was a continued conversation about the band Mortician <laughs> because and we were talking about Mortician. The band, which we'll probably get into that here shortly in a minute. <laughs> look, but, at, look at what I just sent you. We started stumbling upon <laughs> pictures of Will Raymer. He's so cool. Mortician. He's like the and coolest you just dude ever. Me the, how to steal his look. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Before everybody thinks we're making fun of Mortician. I just bought three Mortician vinyl records today, like that are co- like I have. The only thing I'm missing is Domain of Death. That's the only album I'm missing by Mortician. Now that I've ordered these other ones that were just reissued, so when I'm laughing at Mortician and Will Raymer, it's completely out of respect because I I like the band. I mean, whatever. I know you have your issues with them, but I we've we've said this a thousand times. I think they've got great riffs, even though their drum machine just just is like awful but like you know that's become part of their sound it's funny they're one of those bands where if they were to suddenly hire a drummer like a paul mazurkowitz or or like a uh um um like the guy from um uh marshuga or mashuga or something like that like even if they were to hire that and just start doing it it wouldn't be the same it just wouldn't be them you know what i mean like they they have kind of made that that terrible like like drum machine part of their sound yeah, it's uh, it's not, it's not, it's not good. I, I don't dislike the band from the perspective of, I, I mean, dude, I agree with you, man. They write cool songs. I, I think they've got a cool, I think they've got a cool gimmick. I, I love their visual, you know, like the visuals of the band. Um, and by the way, I'm not referring to the awesome pictures of Will. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I, I I do like their album covers are awesome. I mean, let, let's be fair. You know, we always talked about you know when you walked into a store and you'd see a record or a CD or a cassette or whatever it was. I mean, in our in our time, it was more CDs than anything else. But you see something, and you're like, dude, that is awesome, and you pick it up and you're gonna buy it. If you see a Mortician album, like if you've never heard them and you you know. This was in that time where you didn't have the internet. You didn't have a phone in your pocket. You could look it up. You pick up, I don't care, pick one of their albums, Hacked Up for Barbecue or, you know, uh, uh, Chainsaw, whatever. Chainsaw Dismemberment, that, that's my favorite, of course. But um, Chainsaw Dismemberment is easily my favorite album cover of theirs. But Mine's Darkest Day s- of Horror. Oh, come on, dude. It's not even a comparison. Um, it's by no means a comparison. You, um, 
Uh, anyway, so what, what you, you into do... amputees or something? <laughs> well, you know, hey. <laughs> dude, the chick's got one leg. Oh my well, God. Oh can my I be honest? I was here. Here's the thing about here, here's check out what I'm sending number. you. Here's what I'm sending you. See, see. <laughs> okay, we'll get back. See, that's that. First of all, that is the difference between Rex and I. I'm looking at chainsaw dismemberment, and first of all, you're pointing out that she only has one leg. I'm pointing out that I never noticed. <laughs> He's like, she's only got one leg. I'm like, she's got two boobs. I don't. Um, I will tell you until you mention it. I never even noticed she was missing a leg because I never looked down that far. I uh, that's actually my favorite album. Uh, Chainsaw Dismemberment's um, my favorite. Uh, uh, you know, everybody, you know, it, it, there used to be a time in the 90s when every single person who was into death metal owned a hacked up for barbecue T-shirt. Right. And and if they were female, they had pit hair. Well, sometimes, yeah. No, no, probably always. Probably always. <laughs> well, actually, I, I don't there, know. Okay, well, One of our two female listeners who owns a hacked up for barbecue shirt right now is mad at you. <laughs> oh, do you do? do well, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I Well, I will put it this way. I will put it this way. The sample size of my study was n equals one meaning i only had one person to go off of but the only woman i knew who had a mortician shirt and i saw whether or not she had pit hair had pit hair so you know we're one for one with the with the mortician shirt and pit hair just saying i you know, i'm not i'm not knocking it you know if that's what you're into if it keeps you warm at night go for it but um <laughs> Honestly, though, dude, what is that so thing? Is though every time I think of Mortician, I think of that one song, dun, 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 the one you really used to. Doctor Gore, Doctor Gore, that's it. Yeah, um, it, it, there. The thing about him is, I would, I, I, every time I listen to them, I'm, I'm being completely honest. Every time I listen to Mortician, I go, God, I wish it wasn't Mortician playing these songs. You know, I thought about covering a Mortician song because I, I think it would actually be pretty cool if I like. Did it like a normal band instead of just like, you know, what I mean, like the that awful like snare drum. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that if you do that to Mortician, you have basically ruined the point. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's what I've said. You, they you, they you have made, made it- them not anything special anymore well you've you've taken away. I mean, you've taken away what makes their their sound their sound. I mean, it would be like. I, I I mean, this pizza would be so much better without sauce and cheese. You know, I mean, like I I you know, well, that's it's that old, it's that old thing of like, oh, I would like them so much better if they didn't, you know, do the only thing that makes them them. It, it it's a it's a silly thing to point out. All I mean by it is, I don't like their sound, but they do legitimately have some really cool songs. You know, where where you have to just. You have to. I don't. This is weird. But when I listen to Mortician, which I mean, I don't do regularly by any means. I, when I, I don't know. Do you do this? Like when I listen to Mortician, I'm trying to hear the song, and as it's playing, I'm imagining it sounding different. <laughs> no, no. What I, what I mean by that, and I don't even mean this insultingly. I'm hearing it. I'm like, I hear the, and I'm going, okay, okay, wait, 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 okay. Take the sound out. Play that on a like. I'm I'm trying to play that on. A regular drum set on a regular guitar with not muffled vocals. Like I'm trying to get a band to play it in my head, and I'm going, "Yeah, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool." And then I go right back into the real song, and I just, I just, I can't, I can't do it. But that was not the point of the argument. The point of the argument is, if you want to just have a good time, just Google Will Raymer. 
and all the pictures of him with weapons for no reason. Like him with a giant shotgun or like some <laughs> he's just holding a sword steel, like brass knuckle steel steel spike thing. He's never got a, a shirt pistol. on. And, and a he, pistol. Like, he's pistol. just standing there holding a pistol with this giant, like, brass knuckles thing. And then oh, the, the, the best thing about the shotgun picture, though, it was clearly taken, like, in his house randomly because there's, like, the panel board behind him. Like, it's not like he's out hunting or it's literally there's a panel board with horror movie posters behind him. Oh, and yeah. he's just, like, he's just standing there like, well, dude, check it out what I got. Dude, can we be? It's because... Dude, that's the that's the house he grew up. He still lives with his mom. That's the, <laughs> you you cannot be that you dude. No guy like that. That is that that it doesn't. No guy dresses like him with sunglasses inside next to horror posters. If he doesn't live with his mom, his mom is making him a sandwich. <laughs> his mom must get him. <laughs> you just don't get me, mom. Dude, uh, the, dude the, by the way, don't please, please, please. I'm not making fun of Will Raymer. He's awesome. Um. Really, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm making fun with the photo. I'm. I am not making fun of the dude because I think he's awesome. And if I ever met him, I'd tell him he's super awesome. Dude, they make a sticker of the the picture of him with the pistol. Like they make a sticker dude. of that. I'm totally about to order dude, it. See if you can get that made into a patch. I wish. If you could get that made into a patch, it would be awesome. I wish, man. I'd put that on one of my guitars. <laughs> Will Raymer holding a freaking well, pistol and a okay, brass okay. Knuckles. So, so let's let's uh let 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 let's let's continue this for a little bit. All right, hold on. So, in in heavy metal, right? Here's what I want to know. I want to know who are the absolute coolest people in metal. Only using photos as evidence. <laughs> That's a good challenge. That oh is my awesome... god. Somebody uh -oh. got a tattoo of Will Raymer holding the shotgun. Oh, dude, I gotta see it. I'm sending it right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's just, the coolest cool thing I've ever seen else... in my life. Oh, and dude. the best thing is, it's not even a good tattoo. <laughs> best part is, is it's not Will getting the photo. Or getting the tattoo. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta see this. Hold on. It's not even a good tattoo. I don't know. It's a pretty accurate tattoo, though. But look it, at his it's, hand. It's, it's like all like wonky. <laughs> like the skull looks like a four-year-old druid. It looks like a Halloween skull. Like you'd find it like Target. I don't know, man. I think it looks. I think if it looked any better, it wouldn't be Will Raymer-ish. <laughs> I think it needs to be. I, no, I, I, dude, I, I don't know. I think that's. I can't cool. believe that, dude. I want to find out who got this tattoo because I want to shake their hand because. Oh, it's it's what are the okay? Let's see here. What who's there's a band called Fluids. Okay, no idea. I don't, or something like that. They just cover Mortician songs, I guess. No. Well, there you go. Okay. What's but the, worse? But man? the fact that but he, do they sound like crap? Like, can you hear them? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. Everybody says they're terrible. So, I mean, if you let, let me put it this way. If you if you like listen to Mortician and say they sound amazing, and then you hear another band that covers them and says they and say they sound terrible, like I can only imagine. <laughs> like so, it, like, either, it either means they're they're actually terrible, or they sound like what the songs would say. Okay, I gotta hear this. What's the band and, called? Uh, Fluid. I don't know something like that. I don't know, but like, so here's the thing about Mortician. When I say they sound terrible, like 
and again, keep in mind, like I'm saying all of this and I own I actually own the the CD of of uh, Domain of Death. So I do own and actually I own all I have own, I own all their CDs. So I own all but one of their albums on vinyl and I own all the CDs. So I own all of their albums twice. So like when I'm when I'm saying like oh they sound terrible, I'm not like making fun of them or crapping on them or laughing at them. I'm saying like they're one of those bands that does it on purpose. Like you said, like they had they started off with this drum machine and now it became part of their song sound. So could they hire a real drummer? Sure. Could they act? I mean, could you get a free drum machine now that sounds way better than the one they started off with in the nineties? Absolutely. Would they do it? No, because it's what they, it's what they do now. Like it's, it's part of their sound. Well, like, okay, this is a, um, and we'll, we'll come back to my question of who is a, um, they're literally mortician, this fluids band. That is, they're awesome. literally dude, like they they could check this I mean, out. Wait, I got one for you. I don't know, dude. I know this is one of those things where listeners are like, "Stop talking to each other. You're talking to us." No, we're well, not. no, you can um, stop the show and go look up fluids. Yeah, I you could. I just uh, this is a live video. Of, I've seen them of live Mort- before. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've I've. It's still like awesome. Here's here's my thing about about mortician, and actually they sound um. They sound way better live. Um, well, what's funny about that it, is they they they're one of their first like so they they re released an album that was their first two seven inches and then they put a ton of like live stuff. I almost bought it, but the problem is the live stuff literally sounds like there was a guy in the back of the room holding like you know one of those tiny tape recorder like tiny tape like hand recorders. Um. I've seen videos of them. They did release a live album uh, yeah. like a while back, but I, I've just never heard well, them recorded well. Like it's always like a handheld recorder or, you know, a guy with a, his phone or something like that. So, I mean, you know, you I, it's it's something where I'd watch it on YouTube and be like, OK, well, this is as good as it gets, but it's nothing I would buy an album of. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. The era that they came out in. If you were trying to write really heavy music and use a drum machine, I there's a lot of me that says it's not like I don't know. Well, I don't know. There, there's always that question, and we've talked about this before. Back in the early '80s, when bands would come out and they would put out a record and it sounded like piss, they didn't walk into a producer and say, "Hey, man, can you make me sound like piss?" They were doing the best they could with the $10 budget they had and crappy equipment and no time to record. They were doing the best they could. You know, when you talk about those old Venom records or whatever, Venom wasn't wasn't trying to sound like crap. They were probably putting out the best record they could. Well, they In literally fairness, had one night to record all of right. uh, Welcome to Hell. Right. In In fairness to Mortician when they were putting records out and they were still, you know, a super low-budget band from, like, Yonkers or wherever I think I've read they were. Yeah, they are from Yonkers. Um, I just think of the the show Yonkers. I don't know anything else about it, but... I just remember um, the movie Lost in Yonkers. I've never seen it before, but I just remember it was when we worked at Blockbuster. For some reason, I'd always see the cover of that and think of Mortician because Lost in Yonkers. uh, But the thing is, though, I mean... I, I would like to honestly think those were guys that were going and we're going to look, we're going to make the most extreme metal that we can. 
There's two of us. We're going to program the drums. Like, do I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. Were they, were they purposely saying we want this to sound like fart or were they saying, we just want this to be as heavy as it absolutely can be. And given, given budget, the way drum machines worked back then, blah, blah, blah. That's what you got. What I mean by that is if, if Mortician were to come out with today's recording standards, would it sound different? I don't know. I'd I mean, look, here, here's my opinion about Mortician as far as this. People call them death metal. Technically, they're really grind chord. Like, they associate more with the whole grind scene. Um, and I, I will say this. I don't like grindcore. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of grindcore at all. There's just something about Mortician that I really like. And I think, it, I think it's honestly, it's... They're the one of those the weirdo pander. bands. Oh. They're one of those weirdo bands that they can have a drum machine, you know, like do going a thousand miles per hour and sounding like a complete and utter like 1992, like free plug in drum machine. But their riffs still groove like that's I think that's what I like about them is their songs groove. Like, even when those crazy blast beats are going on, you can still tap your foot to it. You know what I mean? It's one of those weird they're one of the, where it's not just like we're going to play like tremolo picking single notes as fast as we can or hit power chords as fast as we can. There's still something like even like I said, in Dr. Gore, it's like, you know, like you, you still, you know, it's still like you could like bob your head to it. You could headbang to it without like, you know, giving yourself there, brain damage. I will put it this way. There is cool. There are cool songs there. There you got to kind of you got to kind of, you know. You got to kind of, I mean, l let's be fair, right? Let's listen to Mortician. You got to kind of roll Mortician up in flour and look for the wet spots, right? I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what you're doing here, right? It's like and you're, I you're, you're you, there's something, there's something worth banging under there. You just got to, you just kind of got to work around it. And, you know, I, the, the funny thing is people, the biggest complaint, there's two complaints I hear about Mortician. First is the drum machine. Um, and second, even more than anything, I'm busting balls, but. Well, I know. And second is the, like two and three minute horror samples like they don't just put like you know pinhead going shall we begin like you know i think Cryptopsy did that on one of their albums or maybe it was dismember i can't remember um you know like Cryptopsy on the beginning of and then you'll beg has a, you know a sample of uh agent smith from the matrix going do you hear that that is the sound of inevitability and you know like that's a sample that you know a normal band would just no mortician would literally well, have moving his bottom lip while he speaks well, he, Mortician literally has, you know what? We could just put a quote, but no, we're going to actually put a five minute scene of only audio and probably three of the five minutes is somebody screaming. <laughs> like, so people a lot of times complain. They're I like that, but they would be effing, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't see you. The, <laughs> you'd have to put a warning on your, your record. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, but that, you know, a lot of people complain. I swear. So like Mortician is not one of those, one of those bands where you're going to, Oh, I want to listen to this song and you put on the song and you're like and the song's going to start in 3 minutes once I listen to this scene from this movie. You know, cuz cuz they don't separate it. Like normally what you know, a lot some bands when they do those long like whatever, they'll say, "Here's the sample, here's the song." You know, track 4 is the sample, track 5 is the song. So if you're listening to the album, you still get the effect. No, they're like, "No, you're gonna listen to that sample and you're gonna like it." Then you get rewarded. What's funny is they'll have a four-minute sample on a one-minute and 30-second song. <laughs> so they'll literally have again, four minutes of a sound clip before a one-and-a-half-minute song. It, it, I mean, again, though, it's 
it's their thing. As much as we could say maybe, maybe the the terrible drum machine sound was because that's the best they had to work with. The the horror movie samples were not that that was that's they that's what they do. And you know, like they spent their budget the, on getting the rights to the samples instead of a good drum machine. They, but I mean, there's there, there, <laughs> um, there's also I mean, come on, dude, that that is legitimately part of the appeal, though. The whole like, and again, remember, back in the '90s, if you heard a sample from one of those, you couldn't just Google what movie it's from. There was a time when hearing the horror movie samples and being like, oh, I know what that one's from, was actually cool. I mean, let's be fair. That's a pretty cool thing. You know, there there actually have been times when I've heard like a Mortician song, you know, and I've, I've remembered or whatever, and I'm watching a movie, like one of the, like, what I occasionally do is I go onto those like Tubi and all those other like free movie sites because a lot of them have, a lot of them I have like those tear, and when I, again, I keep using the word terrible and crappy and bad. I don't awesomely really bad though, dude. Can we like it's well, it's one of those things where like bad. you know it's it's like a movie where like this is a terrible movie, but I love it. You know, like Last Action Hero. You know, it's a bad movie, but I love that movie. You know what I mean? Like it's so when I say terrible movie, I mean it with a, is a, it like I mean it with the utmost terms of endearment. So. Anyways, I go on those Tubi sites and I'll watch like some random like straight to VHS horror movie from like 1986 or 1991. And every once in a while, I'll be watching the movie and I'll hear it. And I'll be like, oh, my God, that's a more that's from a mortician song. You know, like I recognize that line. They're like, I have never seen this movie and I know that whole entire like two minutes of this movie. Um, So, you know, again, like, you know, they're, they're one of those bands like I don't like grind bands and they've played around here a lot. Like, they played a grind festival, and I almost went to it, but I'm thinking to myself, like, the only band I actually want to see is Mortician. <laughs> like, um, so what? Go see Mortician. Well, I, if they, you know, the next time I see them play around here, I'm definitely going to make it a point to go see them. But, um, you know, anyways, like I was saying, like, th- th- it's just one of those things where uh, you're right. You know, y- you'd hear, like, those movie samples, and you'd be like, oh, I know what that's from, and that was cool. Um it's no, you know, it's because, no different. Again, it was different when you couldn't just Google it. Right. When you couldn't, you know, when you, you had to actually watch, you know, you're like, oh, dude, I know that one. And I don't, I mean, and there were always going to be something you didn't know. And it, and it just, it became part. I mean, dude, we've said this before, though, man. Even when we're just busting balls, like, it was the, and I don't know how to, I don't even know how to better say this. It's going to sound really cheesy. But it's the fun of the era of active listening. It's the era of having of buying a record and sitting down. You know, we've talked about this before. All the other things that go into listening to an album other than just the songs that are on it, right? The cover, the artwork, all of it. But there's also other parts of the experience. The, oh, man, I wonder what that movie's from. I, let me call my buddy. Maybe he's seen that one, and I've seen this one. Because you didn't have, you know, you didn't have the ability to just look all of them. And let's be fair. Even if you knew, even if you found out what movie it was from, you then had to hope your local blockbuster had it. If they didn't, do you know how hard it was to get your hands on movies back in the '90s if something like Blockbuster didn't have it? Oh, I know, especially those like crappy straight to video, like cheesy. You know, and that's one reason why when you know we'd go to Best Buy Media, remember Media Play and stuff, and you'd see those like packs of awful horror movies, like you know the ones that were like. 
10 for a dollar i'd or you know 10 for like five bucks or something i'd buy those and that's how i got introduced to a lot of like you know horror movies like that's how i saw the movie pieces that's how i saw um like house by the cemetery and like those like old school like like low budget but like well-loved horror films um and and that's you know that's what i and and you know obviously i love like we always say and we talked about this all last month how horror and metal go hand in hand and morticians morticians a band we really should have talked about last month um in october and i really wish well, now we're gonna have to wait till next year yeah no yeah. I, I, whatever but yeah, i mean like clearly yeah. not allowed to talk about that now I, I was upset though. I mean, I was upset though because, like, I, I'm so, I, well, not upset. I should say I was happy. I was upset I didn't have those Mortician albums. And I logged on again. I'm going to plug this site because I order from them a lot. They're not giving me anything for free. But, you know, again, I get a lot of cool stuff there. Therefore, I would like y'all to be able to get a lot of cool stuff. Actually, I sent you. They have two Iced Earth albums right now on vinyl. And I know a lot of our listeners really, really want those Iced Earth albums on vinyl. They're legit copies, they're not like bootlegs. Oh, you need to send or, me that. By the way, I did. You gotta send me that link again because I no, I mean again, I'm lazy. It's um, okay. Well, I'll tell you where it is. It's hellsheadbangers.com. No, I, I go hellsheadbangers.com had like you know, I think I, I need, ordered um, zombie. I need something wicked this way comes. I don't yeah, know. I, 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 if they if they post uh, if they if they have a release for uh, uh, Storm Rider, I'll get that. Then I'll have all the ice dirt that I care to even listen to. And Storm Rider is one of those things where if I see it, cool. If I don't see it, I'm not going to lose sleep. But anyways, back to mortician. That one so I, I, ordered, I ordered zombie apocalypse hacked up for barbecue and uh chainsaw dismemberment because again now now domain of death if that album comes out and gets released again i'll have all the mortician albums on vinyl and i'm so i'm happy about that i'm excited so again you know i keep saying all well, these sound- don't tell the guy from hell's headmangers don't be just don't be mean to him huh the dude's arms are bigger than my thighs oh yeah the dude i sent you a picture of the dude i that's him yeah that's a dude from hell's headbangers oh i yeah, love the that dude site. With the, the, the the giant like he works he, dude cuz i watched an interview with him and corpse grinder and it's like dude between corpse grinder's neck and that dude's arms it's like oh my god neither one of you are real like there's no way either one of those guys are real there's just no way Oh, I mean, I, I never saw I never saw anybody from hell, from the site. I always just like ordering from them. You know, they they get a lot of cool. Oh, now now I see him. They get a lot yeah, of cool that guy, um, with the huge arms. Yeah, he's jacked. Um, they get a lot of cool. They, I mean, they get a lot of cool vinyl. I I've bought a lot from them. I used to buy from them almost weekly. Um, like them and Angry Young and Poor. They're two small independent. Like they're not big corporations. It's not like ordering from Amazon or anything like that. So I like ordering from Angry Young and Poor. I like ordering from Hell's Headbangers because, um, you know, I mean, like, I like supporting the smaller, like, independent, you know, small businesses because, you know, th- those are the sites that'll help you out. You know, the one thing, like, I remember is I was going on vacation and they got some records in that I really, really wanted. And it was one of those things where I know if I don't buy them now, they're going to get sold out. They weren't on Amazon. They weren't on. So it wasn't like I could get, like, a backup. So, uh, you know, it's like, it's not like I had a backup purchase option. So, um, you know, I, I emailed them. I'm like, Hey, if I order these, I'm going on vacation. Can you send them in a week? And they're like, yep. You know, like bigger companies won't do that. Like you can email these guys and say like, Hey, I'm going on vacation, but I really want to buy these. I, if I pay for them, can you, you know, hold the package and drop, not drop in the mail for a week. They're like, yeah, no problem. Just email us when you get back and we'll send it, you know? So 
you know, that's I, I like dealing with smaller companies. Plus, you know, a site like Hell's Headbangers, it caters specifically to metalheads. It's like that little store in Cleveland we used to go to, you know, yep. back extreme we, we talk extreme music. We talk about all the time. There was a store in Cleveland. And there's a store here, actually in New Jersey. It's called. It, and I mean, you. I would have taken you down there if you were you, but you weren't here long enough when you came up yeah, uh, to cool. visit. But there's a place called Heavy Metal Music Stop here. It's like maybe 40 minutes from my house, and it's just like extreme music. All they sell is like vinyl, CDs, T-shirts, patches, like all metal, just just metal. So, uh, you know, I mean, like there, there's so like you know, I would say it's important. But either was back to Mortician. I went on a tangent there, but back to Mortician, like, you know, again, so when I say like Mortician's terrible or sounds bad, I'm not like crapping on them. I'm not laughing at them. Like I'm not listening to no, them ironically. I mean, clearly. No, I, I've liked Mortician since the nineties. Like I remember when Domain of Death came out, it was a new album at the, at the stu- studio, at the radio station. And I listened to it. I was excited to get it. Um, I remember when darkest day of horror came out. I went, I bought it from the store the day it came out. Um, so I've liked them for a while. So like when, again, well, I'm just clarifying, like when I say like, oh, they sound terrible, I don't mean like, don't listen to them or I'm listening to them. Like ironically, like, oh my God, these bands sound so terrible and I've got to listen. No, I'm to saying them. I was Isn't listening to them. I was listening to them earlier today. Like, I think they're cool. But I, I mean, objectively that, that, that drum machine, you listen to it and you're like, dude, this, this is the same drum machine I got for free when I used to record demos for our band in like 1998. You know what I mean? Like. You know, like that, that it's the same one where I looked Dude, up your, your free. demos weren't that bad. Oh, well, I'm saying like my point I know, is I know, uh, I'm joking. No, no, I, it's funny, but I'm like literally saying like I, I, I like I looked up free drum machine and it sounded exactly the same as what Mortician uses. So, you know, it, it's Look now that, like, part of their sound. Oh, that's hilarious. It's it's now part of their sound. So, you know, I mean, let's be fair, like. They are not a band for for what they're trying to do, right? For a band who wants to use that much in you know of of horror movie samples, and a band who wants to be that extreme, for the band to do what they want to do, they would not be any more popular than they are if they were to have changed that. They would actually be a hell of a lot less popular. Yeah, you know? I mean, they are they're a band. I mean, dude, I have, I have the utmost respect for those guys. I. Think the pictures of Will Raymer though are the funniest thing ever. I they're, mean, they're 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 funny, but in that like, oh my god, this dude! Like, I want to hang out with this dude. Like, he he's got like. Well, okay, okay, hold on. I got a question for you. Yes. Here, here, here. Who now? Now, my question is, and this this should be. Oh my! I should save this for tough choices, but I'm going to give you a tough choices right now. Okay. All right, man. Oh god. Who would win in a gunfight, Will Raymer or Pat O'Brien? <laughs> Well, um, um, all right. So I think Pat O'Brien's got volume and Will Raymer's got variety. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, the, the, the thing, the thing that we got to, first of all, first of all, okay, let's, let's throw this out right out of the window. I actually don't think that's the right question. <laughs> Because Pat O'Brien's not going to get he, he's gonna, he's gonna he's just gonna bring a flamethrower. I don't think it's the right two. question. He's gonna bring two. Thing is though, if you were trying to stop Will Raymer and his shotguns, and the pistol. only guy and, <laughs> and pistol, sword. the only guy and axe. the only guy you could throw at him is Schmear from Destruction. Oh, uh, 
Because that okay. dude's got shotguns and bullets on every album. Dude, it's insane. Because, you know, right now I would say, like, oh, no, World War Three broke out. I'm going to call Schmier, Will Raymer, and Pat O'Brien. <laughs> like, oh, there's a zombie apocalypse. Who are you have on your team? Will Raymer, Schmier, and Pat O'Brien. <laughs> It's just awesome. Why? Because they've got more shotguns than anybody. <laughs> we had some. We had some. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is it? I got to look this up. Hold on. Schmear. I forgot about that. All hell breaks loose. He's just. All of the pictures are just. Him say, it's all hell breaks loose, right? Yeah. Yep. Like the, the, the all back hell of the album loose. is him. <laughs> it's all him awkwardly holding shotguns right. with bandoliers. The back of the album. The back of the album. He's pointing a shotgun right at you. And then, and then, dude. Don't forget about the best of destruction, where like I don't know, dude. There's just, uh, it's awesome. Schmear is all about is all about the shotguns. Uh, I have the weird the best part. Of destruction. The, the weird part is this though. The weird part is this though. If you think about it, right? You've got you've got Schmear, who's from Germany, where you know. Why having shotguns is not exactly you know all that commonplace in Germany. Then you've got Will Raymer, who's in New York. Who <laughs> you know, it's an act of God to get a gun in New York. Then you've got Pat, o Pat O'Brien sitting down in Florida, like, yep, I got me some flamethrowers, and no He's one's like, I've got, I've got thirty different kinds of shotguns, like you know, it's three tons funny. of ammo and two flamethrowers. Oh, and some human skulls. And then and then you got and then you got a guy in Germany. Oh, by oh the way, god. speaking of dude, Oh, oh my on. god. Was, yeah. I'm so mad. Yeah, me There too. is a destruction shirt of the back of All Hell Breaks Loose. Of Schmier holding the shotgun. I'm, I I why don't so I own cool. that? That is so cool. I'm I'm mad. I don't, I don't own this. Like I need. Oh, uh, I need. Is awesome. Oh my god! It's on the back of an all hell breaks loose. I need to find this. I need to find the shirt. Look, look, look at that thing, man. It's the front is the album yeah, cover, is, and the back is Schmier holding a shotgun. Like I need to find this, man. So that that is a good question. Who would win in a shotgun match? If we, if, dude, if you ever go, okay, this is now we are we are putting a heavy metal hangover requirement on you. That next time. Mortician plays in the New York City area that you and you could go. I, I I can't imagine their divas who are going to get in their limousine. I'm assuming if you want to get something signed, you can. Um, and you got to ask the guy. Did he, does he think he could take Schmear? Like if Schmear were to storm his village with a shotgun, <laughs> could he stop him? <laughs> And do we need, or does he need Pat O'Brien's assistance? I don't know. I think Will Raymer could. I think Will. I. I don't think. I. That, that's what I said. Like it has to be a battle, man. Well, the you good news. I mean? The good news is he's a tiny little guy, so like he could hide in almost anything. Um, <laughs> he, he just pops out of the trunk of a car. Just so cool. Pat O'Brien's a bigger dude. He's he's about my height, and he's you know he's a bigger dude. Oh yeah, Pat O'Brien's a bigger guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've stood Absolutely. next to the guy. Yeah, I actually, I think he's awesome. taller than I am. I think he's like six one, six two. Pat O'Brien's an awesome guy. He I, is. I, I, that, I that's really the funny thing about Pat O'Brien. Like when all that stuff happened with him, I'm thinking to myself, I've met the guy twice. The first time he was like the nice. I talked to him about Randy Rhodes because he was wearing a a, a a tribute shirt, like a Randy Rhodes tribute shirt, and I was asking, I was just like, you know, shooting the breeze with him about Randy Rhodes. 
Um, and the second time I met him, I was in the crowd. I don't remember if I was even seeing can it might have probably I assume it was Cannibal Corpse, but I was like, oh my god, you're like, hey, like standing right next to me. I'm like, oh, Pat O'Brien. And he, we just like it was like, hey, we just like had a, like a quick little conversation. He's always been like the nicest dude in the world, which is well, you know, I, I will still I, I'll still never forget when the homeless guy comes up to Corpse Grinder and was like, Hi man, I'm whatever, and, and Corpse Grinder's like, Hi, I'm George. I'm Six George. <laughs> The guy's He's like, like oh, no, can the, I get some the money? guy's like, "What's your name, man?" He goes, "I'm George. Good to meet you." <laughs> He's like, "Oh man!" It, because and that was that was the same night, by the way, that um, that uh, John and Kyle in, in in Incantation were hanging out that night too. The difference is the difference is uh, George was real nice to the homeless people. Kyle from Incantation wasn't. <laughs> it was awesome. And by the way, dude, not that he's listening, but Kyle from Incantation, who has a mustache, ha ha ha, there's a little joke for some of you that get it. He is, um, <laughs> he's an awesome guy. I, I, dude, he's an awesome guy. I, I always liked Kyle. I, dude, I had a, I had a, many a good laugh with that guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he had a few choice words to say. <laughs> we were, we were at a, we were at a show and, you know, people <laughs> being stupid um if you don't know that kyle from incantation has a mustache as a song i'm sad for you but <laughs> oh man oh anyway that was a that was a fun night but um <laughs> it's a good question though it's a good question so okay all right so so we have now we have now gotten a few right so in the world of coolest guys ever solely based on photos clearly clearly will Raymer has got one and then Schmear from de from from destruction, right? Um, I guess basically the only requirement is you have to be holding a shotgun. <laughs> well, I mean, there could be other ways to be cool in photos. I, I can't like think a of sword it. or a pistol or a brass knuckle or an axe. <laughs> no, I. You know um, what though? Um, there there is an exception to this. You know why? Corpse grinder when he's standing there holding like all the stuffed animals he's won in a claw in a in a claw machine with like this huge smile on his face is another way to be cool. <laughs> like Will Raymer standing there with like a gigantic like four foot long shotgun and you're like that guy's awesome. And then on the other side of that coin, you have Corpse Grinder standing there holding like a dozen stuffed animals with this huge, you know, S eating grin on his face, looking like the like <laughs> like, like, like you're like this guy sings I blank blood like you know what i mean there's there's i mean i'll be honest like you see that guy you're like dude i want to hang out with that guy like i don't even which know one will raymer or corpse Grant? either one of them either one of them either one of them <laughs> i don't <laughs> you know i mean like I, I then of course you have doyle who i'm like nah, i don't want to hang out with that guy I see his picture, so I'm just like, nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Hey, do you want to get a picture with Doyle? Nah, I'm good. It's cool, man. He'd charge you. <laughs> I left my face paint at home, brother. <laughs> you know? He'd be oh like, God. he'd be like, I gotta charge you 15 bucks. I don't want to meet you crappy. I don't want to meet you freaking people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm not buying it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things I can spend 15 bucks on, and let's just put it this way: it has nothing to do with Doyle. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just picturing like I can I can I just collectively say the guys in Rhapsody. Guys, just 
collectively say the guys in Rhapsody. Let me see something. If I can find this. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can find the picture I'm thinking of. In Holy Thunder Force. Is, didn't they have a picture with like an elf or something in the, in the album? For some reason, I'm thinking they had a picture with like a dwarf or something. And, and and by the way, I mean that like of the dwarven kind. <laughs> I don't mean that in any other way. Um, didn't they? Because like I look at look at the back of Dawn of Victory, right? By uh by Rhapsody. Well, they're all standing there with their broadswords. It, it doesn't have the same. Like, here's the thing. Like, a bunch of dudes standing on the back of an album with broadswords. You're like, what what nerds? Then you got Will Raymer and a shotgun <laughs> and, and pointy <laughs> brass knuckles. <laughs> and a pistol. And a pistol. <laughs> Um, what cracks me up, what cracks me up is that shows you how broad metal is. Like it really shows you how there's something hey, in there. Call there's chicks something broads. Yeah, don't I how many times do I have to tell them not to call chicks broads? Chick broads. Uh UHF quote before anybody starts jumping down my throat about, you know, making comments. Yeah, both of our like female that. listeners are not upset. Yes. But if they were Hey, you UHF never know thing. who listens. You know, look, I have a history of saying and doing things that for some reason make people you know. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bring up exact, you know, I'm not going to bring up anything like that for been, all the stuff a over you, a year. for all the stuff you say in this show, I do one thing to step out of line and it's like the atomic bomb. Like you drop a you drop a bunch of little carpet bombs all over the place and nobody says a word. I do one thing that is, that is out of line and it's like, well, it's like, you know, the actually, hydrogen bomb. Let's back up. First of all, you did one thing. That wasn't even out of line, or at least you wouldn't have thought it would be taken out of line because there was nothing about it that seemed out of line. It was distorted to be. So first of all, let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. Let's be clear, and we're not getting into specifics. If you know what happened, you know. If you don't, you don't. It's fine. I, long story short, we'll just drop it this way. The, there's a reason why the first 250 episodes of the show don't exist. The show was taken down because of some things that happened. And our real names were on the old episodes. They'll never be back online again. You'll never see them. Blah blah blah. Hence, yes, my real name is Tom. My real name is Tom Rollins. <laughs> That's a made-up name. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, 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 um. So, so anyway, the, a, a little over a year ago, it was like last September. Um, the September the, uh, you have. <laughs> the, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, even though it's December. It's last so, December. Uh, you yeah. know, we had a little incident which caused us to take the show down for a little while. It was actually gone away, and then we decided to bring it back. Something up of ours our got stolen and repurposed and so, taken completely out of context. Was, and You did yeah. something that wasn't offensive in any way that someone took, did something with to make it look like it was really offensive. And I just remember my first instinct was going, dude, I just want you to know that the only time our show has ever gotten in trouble wasn't my fault. I know, but that's what that's what makes me mad for all I mean, the crap you've said I mean, no, no, no. In fairness, it was not your fault. The show got in trouble because of... No, no, no. In fairness, the show got in trouble because of someone else. 
Someone else took something you did and did something with it. The point was, it wasn't your fault. It was that guy's fault. But the point was, it wasn't my fault. That's what's funny. And for the record, the show didn't get taken down. Again, it was a long time ago. We took the show down ourselves because we didn't want... It was just a stupid situation. It doesn't matter. Um, that's besides the point. But there are 250 episodes out, roughly, that you'll never hear if you didn't hear them when they were out originally. But that's besides the point. You know point what's funny, though? Is it wasn't my fault. But yeah, oh man. The number of no, times a, I should have gotten us in trouble are, are hilarious. So like that's why I, radio, you know, the number whenever... of times I should have gotten in trouble on the radio. I, By the way, I got in trouble one time on the radio. And I remember I got called into the office and was told... Uh, you said something on the radio this morning that I was very offended by, and I might not let you back on the radio again. And I'm thinking, like, uh, which one? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to narrow it down. You know, of all the things that I said this morning that could have got could, that should get me in trouble, which is the one you were referring to? And when he said it, I looked at him and went, "Wait, that one." I'm like, of all the things I've said on the radio, that's what upset you? Like it was the it was it was the stupidest thing in the entire world. I'm like, all right, man. I'm guess I'm glad you never noticed anything else I said. Um so yeah, it's just it's it's funny. Anyway, continue with what you were gonna say. No, I was like, you know, but anyways, like I was just it, it's it's just funny that out of all the things you say on this show that could potentially get us in trouble, hey, I I, I can't do it. So so in that's fairness, why I, I've that's why it up a lot since we since we brought the show back. I'm not saying no. I don't dabble in the boobies from time to time, but I have I have seriously cleaned the act up a lot since before. That was part of the deal when we brought the show back. So anybody that has been listening to the show that used to listen to it before and you're like, the show used to be a lot crazier and Duff used to be a lot crazier. I yes. I purposely reeled it in a bit. Okay, continue. <sighs> So, oh my God! I found a picture of him like with another shotgun, a different shotgun. <laughs> I just want to know. See, a guy, I just want to know how a guy who lives in New York can have that many. I mean, I know Pat O'Brien's like, dude. I, see, that was oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, no. So my, well, my point was, is this: turned so you could see the other the other horror movie poster. I, I well, I guess I love I love the panel. So, I love the wood paneling on the. The, the wood paneling wall. makes the picture, you know, because it totally isn't a stage. They they did they didn't even like hang up a bed sheet or something. <laughs> like, no, he's in his mom's house, man. He's why, his... The only reason I'm saying that is because he's not old enough to own that house he's standing in. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that, that was a house that was decorated in the '70s, so, man. <laughs> you know, so it was built. <laughs> so as I say, you know, like that's why I always throw those disclaimers of like, oh, that's what is that? Because I just have this now paranoia that. You know, out of the two hours of episode we're going to do, you're going to say about a million screwed up things and everybody's going to ignore it. I'm going to say one thing like how many times we got to say not to call chicks broads. And that's what somebody's going to pull out of our two and a half hours and put somewhere and be like, don't listen to the heavy metal hangover. And here's why they're awful people. So that's why I need to explain that it's a movie quote um, because and, and then the show would get shut down again because of me. Oh, when 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 in actuality it wasn't the first time and it wouldn't be that time my fault <laughs> like so um anyway so yeah again will raymer and his shotguns are funny um but you know again i love mortician well, uh, i can't wait to get too when, when everybody was like can you believe that pat o'brien has all those shotguns and flamethrowers i'm like 
He lives in Florida. Why would I be surprised? That's just that's what you do. It's like in Pennsylvania. You when in Pennsylvania, when you go to the DMV, you get your driver's license. They hand you they hand you weapons to kill deer with. You know what I mean? They hand you a hunting rifle at the DMV. Like ah, he got we got another one with a license here. Kill some deer. You know, in Florida, there's like here's your flamethrower. It's just and how it, it's how it and you're well, pedal brass in Disney World. I I always joke. You know, there's that one meme floating around that says like. I eat twice as much meat to make sure that one vegan is doing less for the environment or something like that. And I always say, dude, Duff, that's you 100%. And it's, I think Pat O'Brien was like that. I own one shotgun for every person that can't in the state of New York. <laughs> Maybe that was I his mentality. Dude, if I, if, I, if I move out of the state of New York, the first, whatever state I move into, the first thing I'm doing is buying a gun. I'll, I'll I'll sell it the next day. I don't want the damn thing. I just want to be able to buy one. You know what I mean? I, I, I always wanted a, I always wanted a forty four Magnum just because of Dirty Harry. I've shot one before, but I always wanted. I'm not a gun guy. I grew up in PA where hunting was like you know big and everything, but I never really cared to hunt. But I don't know. Like after looking at all these pictures of Will Raymer from Mortician and his shotgun, I'm like, geez, I kind of want a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just so I can take pictures with it. <laughs> are you, but are you going to wear a shirt? And are you? You got to have no shirt and I, sunglasses I, on. No. See, the thing is, I have to wear a shirt because I think the, 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 here's the thing. The, you know, I could be standing in front of you holding a shotgun, a loaded shotgun, directly at your face, and it still would not be as terrifying as a picture of me without my shirt on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I w- I will not do that to you, listeners. I will not take pictures I'm, of I'm myself wearing just a leather vest. <laughs> you, you also you also gotta love the uh, the fingerless gloves and the f- awesome. <laughs> dude. Be like Will Raymer, man. All of you guys, everybody listen to the show. Be like Will. Raymer. I'm gonna meet this dude someday. Like he, you know, like I said, they play around here a lot. I think they still live in Yonkers. So like. I do see them every once in a while come up. They're usually on festivals. They're not. I mean, they actually haven't released an album in like 15 years or something like that, but they still do play shows. Um, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, why don't we, you know, we're we're 50 minutes or so into the episode and we haven't even mentioned our picks of the week because we dove we right head anything. first. We've been laughing about shotguns and Will Raymer and, and Schmier and Pat O'Brien. <laughs> Any, oh, if any, if any of you listeners have other cool shotgun photos of people in, in metal bands, like maybe we can do yes. like a people metal band members holding shotguns episode. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna actually I'm gonna actually say this, and this is something something funny, and it's because so this is a true this is a true story. And um, you, you, you can't say this because I know you can't, but I, I can say this. So, you know, I, I know it is, it is not a shock to anyone. You know, I was, I, I'm a, and I say this and I say this in the truest meaning of what it is. I say this not in the way that some people might envision what it means. Um, I am a. I'm a, you know, patriotic guy. You know, I'm, you know, I've got, I'm a red, white, and blue guy. I've got an American flag tattooed on me. I was raised by a Marine, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm that kind of guy, you know, and, uh, and all that jazz. And the funny thing is it, it might surprise you to know, I have never in my life fired any kind of firearm. 
Never. Not a rifle, not a pistol, nothing. I've literally never fired a firearm in my lifetime. I've actually never held one. I've never held any kind of rifle, shotgun, handgun, pistol, none. I literally never have in my entire life. And I grew up really? in a house full of them. Yeah, literally, never once. Surprising. I've never shot, I've never shot any kind of gun in my life. And, and for the record, it's not because I it's not because I have a problem with them, you know. I just haven't. I, I, I have no good answer as to why. I, well, I know why I didn't growing up. I, did, I never really had the opportunity. And um, and now it's like, dude, I've lived in the state of New York. I'm not getting a gun. You know, you know how hard it is to get a dude getting a getting a handgun permit in the state of New York. It, it's it's borderline impossible. It's borderline impossible in the county I live in. So, so it's not going to happen. But yeah, literally, I've never, I've never done it. Never once. Never. Not, not any kind. Not any kind of rifle, handgun, any of them. None. You, I know you have. I know you've gone to shooting ranges. Yeah, I've shot rifles. I've shot uh, AR-15s. I've shot 44 Magnums. I've shot uh, like Glocks. Like I've, I've. I'm not a big gun guy. I do enjoy target shooting. Um, I'm not one of those people that would even have one in my home, only because. I, I don't know. I'm just not that person. I, would, I have well, no yeah, problem no, with that. it. I have no problem with it before anybody starts jumping down my throat. But I do enjoy target shooting. I mean, like, I, you know, I'll, I'll let me put it this way. I oh, enjoy I'll, target I'll, shooting I'm, enough. I'm all kinds of America. I'm all kinds of America. Like, I just don't. I just don't. I, I, I enjoy target shooting enough where literally for a year I had a Nerf, like, uh, bulls like a nerf target and a, and a nerf gun. And I would literally just sit there for hours and just target shoot a nerf dart. Or, you know, a bunch of Nerf darts at a target. I just like target shooting. It's I, even with a bow and arrow, like anything. I, I don't know. For something, it's it's one of those weird things. Anyways, this has nothing to do with metal. Um, let's, no, like, I'm just saying I could never be as cool as Raymer. You know, I, yeah, I it's got a lot to do with but, but, like, our 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 views on on handguns and rifles and stuff is has nothing to do with metal. Oh, well, so for the record, let me pause. This has nothing to do with my views on anything. This is just me saying I can never be as cool as Will Raymer or Schmier or Pat O'Brien because I would just be a phony. I would be like one of those, you know what I mean? I'd be like one of those people, you know, a, some politician who wants to pretend they're all like pro guns and they take a picture with one and you're like, you're holding it wrong. Or one, or like they give, they give some model holding a guitar and you're like, you're holding it wrong. <laughs> like that would be me. Like I would try to take a picture with a rifle and be like, it's upside down. You dumbass. You Did know? you, uh, I, would, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have a clue how to do it. I wouldn't have a clue. So idiot I just read something really interesting um, that, that is okay. relevant to heavy, that is relevant to heavy metal. And it's actually relevant to what you just mentioned. Oh, good. Apparently, for a while, there was a Hulk Hogan. There was a story, and I don't know if you ever heard this before. There was apparently Hulk Hogan started a rumor that he was a session bassist for a while in the 80s. And Lars oh, well, Ulrich was a. So, he, yeah, he told a lot of stories about himself. But no, no, I, I know. So l l let me, let me, I'll, I'll get that. Let me tell the story. Um, and I guess he he started a rumor that Lars Ulrich, after Cliff Burton died, reached out to him. And this would have been, what, 86, 87? This would have been the peak of his popularity um, in the 80s. And asked him to join Metallica. And he started this rumor. I don't buy rumor. that for a second. No, no. It, well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And, um, and I guess Howard Stern, I guess, had Metallica on. And they asked Lars about it, and he was like, "I have no clue who Hulk Hogan is." <laughs> and then they they 
I guess they like somewhere in some interview and I couldn't find a, a copy of the interview, but I did read like a transcript or whatever. They showed James Hetfield up like they were just showing him pictures and getting his reaction. And one of them was Hulk Hogan photoshopped like on stage with Metallica, like playing bass. And James just burst out laughing and he goes, he goes, I have no idea where he came up with that. So I guess later Hulk Hogan then, rev- you know, revised his story of, Oh, after Cliff died, I heard they were looking for a bass player, so I sent them audition tapes and tried to get in touch with them to join. So it turned into I was asked to join Metallica to I tried to audition for Metallica, which he obviously didn't. Um, I, I even heard so, the, I even heard finally the the um the George Foreman grill story was made up too because there was the story that the George Foreman grill was actually originally pitched to Hulk Hogan, but he he was like. Nah, whatever, and passed on it or didn't I don't get know. the message or whatever, and they gave it to George Foreman, and then of course uh, George Foreman made tons of money. But I found out I think I've read lately that that wasn't even true. That was just Hulk Hogan making up crap. I mean, I don't know, like, but I just thought you know I I wanted to tell that story because it was funny and it was related to like metal and stuff that Hulk Hogan like I guess and I it was I you know how when you're scrolling through Facebook they sometimes like show you posts from like groups or pages that. uh that are related to things you've looked at before, obviously. So, I've, you know, I think I was looking up uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan or wrestling or something like that. And I, I think one of my friends actually was sharing wrestling posts and I was like clicking on them. Facebook will track you to that point. We'll say, oh, I've noticed you looked at a wrestling post for 30 seconds. You must want to see 17 more. And that was that was the uh, that was the quote. It was, you know, Hulk Hogan holding a base a picture of Hulk Hogan holding a base. And the reason it you know, reminded me of what you're talking about, you're holding it wrong, was the the video for uh, I'm a Real American, like his entrance music, always killed me because he's standing there playing guitar and he looks so awkward. Like I would never, I don't know if he plays bass or not or if that's all BS too, but if, judging by that video, I would swear he'd never seen a guitar before that day. <laughs> oh, the way he, yeah, the way he holds it is hilarious. Like it's if like, you were to, like, t- he, it's like watching Steven Seagal play guitar. It's hilarious. Do you ever? So I mean, anyway. So the funniest thing ever, though, was though I read that article and they were like, "Yeah, I, I, Metallica asked me to join, but you know, I I just couldn't." And then Metallica's like, "Who? Who? Who? Oh, who? So I don't know. That's funny. Uh, I just wanted to share that because it was a funny story. Hulk Hogan spinning BS about about being asked to join Metallica. Um. Anyways. Uh, so why don't we get to our picks of the week? We've we've talked about shotguns. We've talked about Will Raymer. We've talked about Pat O'Brien. We've talked about Hulk Hogan. And what's funny is we've we've managed to generally keep it keep it to metal. We haven't gone on any of that crazy tangents. Um. Uh, so anyway, so my my pick of the week this week is by a band I first discovered um, a couple years ago when they released their first album. They released their second album now. The name of the band is Knife. And the name of the album is Heaven Into Dust. Now, I will say this. If you're going to go looking for their first album, it is freaking impossible to find. And I don't mean impossible to find like, oh, you know, it's sold out everywhere. I mean, try searching for the for knife. Like knife. Even if you search knife band, you're going to get like cannibal corpse effed with a knife. Like you're going to get all that stuff. So. You know, I, I, I can't even remember how I found this band because the name of their first album is Knife. So it's not like you can even search like, you know, the second album, you can search Heaven Into Dust, Knife, you'll find it, no problem. But their first album was Knife by Knife. So I, 
it took me forever to find a copy of the album to purchase. Um, it might be a little easier now, but like when, when this album came out, I think it was like 2021, it was just hard to find. So Heaven Into Dust, it's it's a really cool thrashy album. Uh, they're German, so you know the riffs are there. Um, as we've said many times on this show, and as you've believed uh, for a long time, you can't have a German band that does not write insanely catchy riffs. Hell yeah. So it's like it's like ingrained in their DNA. You know, Germans, you know, Germans are known for loving David Hasselhoff and writing great metal riffs. Um, and in Schmier's case, owning shotguns. Um, but yeah, Heaven and Dust, it's a great album. It's thrashy. Uh, I, you know, to, I, I will say this. Their vocalist was a little bit of an acquired taste for me. The first time I heard their vocalist, it was one of those situations where it was like, I can tolerate the vocalist and I, but I, cause I really like the music. I've kind of grown, grown to like the vocalist. Now, is he my favorite? No. So the first time you hear the band, you might be like, whoa, whoa, uh, what, what's with these vocals? Cause he's very high. He's not like Halford high. Like he's a high yeller. Um, he's not like a singer. So I'll warn you about that, but I will also say, listen to the album a couple times, give it a chance before you write it off. Uh, Knife's great band. Um, I really enjoyed their second album. I have it sitting behind me on vinyl. I have their first album. If you haven't heard their first album, give it a listen to. Um, I'm, you know, their their uh, their song K N K N I F E. Um, Hallow. Uh, what was the? Uh, 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 I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, oh, inside uh, inside the electric church. Those are some favorites of mine. Their second album. I I haven't gotten it down to like being able to recommend tracks, but I did listen to it a couple times on vinyl and in my MP3s. And it was a great listen. So it's definitely a solid album. Check it out. Knife's Heaven and Dust. That is my pick this week that has nothing to do with shotguns. Uh, so mine is not going to end up being anything funny or entertaining. Um, I will actually say that my pick of the week this week is an album that I was really excited about coming out. And it did not. It did not disappoint at all. Uh, my pick of the week is actually the band Icarus Witch and their new album No Devil Lived On. I got it on vinyl. So excited to have gotten this on vinyl. Um, this is a band that I really, really, really like. I have what's it called Capture the Magic. I think it's called. I've got like a radio sampler of that from twenty some odd years ago. It's been a long time. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've known Icarus Witch for a very, very long time. And actually, interestingly, I knew Icarus Witch, but I, if I'm not mistaken, let me, let me look at what this, uh, I need to look up a date. Hold on. Um, when did this come out? That came out in 2005. Okay. So I did know them first. Um, so um i do i i, I was gonna say I, I i wasn't sure if i knew if i knew quinn lucas the guitar player before i knew his band or vice versa but i, I knew we knew quinn first um so anyway the guitar player of of uh, icarus witch his name's quinn lucas um who's got total girl hair if you ever see him he's got girl hair you can point it out to him <laughs> he's got <laughs> he nelson hair no he does he straight up got nelson hair man i i dude i have stories i have stories which I like the guy and respect him enough to not tell any of them on the radio or on our show or you know what I mean. But uh, man, have I got some drunken stories? Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna go there. I I will say this. I will say this about Quinn. A there was a Saint Saint Patrick's Day two thousand four. 
was when Quinn, myself, and our old band's vocalist, there was a bar in Erie that opened at 7 o'clock in the morning for St. Patrick's Day. And our vocalist and Quinn and I, he's not going to get mad about me telling this story because this is just funny. The three of us said that we were going to be at the bar when they opened at 7 o'clock in the morning. But we had to wake up early enough to finish off a case of beer before we went. (laughs) So the three of us got up at like 6. And we were like pounding beers so that we could get to the bar at 7. But the three of us all had a deal, because we were all in college at the time. We all had a deal that none of us would miss our classes that day. So, dude, we were, oh, God. My first class was at like 10 or 11 or something like that. And, dude, so we got up at like 6 a.m. The three of us were just boozing like crazy. Um, We were actually, the two of us wanted to start like an 80s rock tribute. uh, We were going to start, actually, interestingly enough, we were going to start an 80s rock cover band called on the rocks that's what we were going to call it we were we were the two of us were just pissed drunk we were schlitzed one night and thought that that would be a funny that was a different night we thought that would be funny um, were you going to cover and, nelson oh probably <laughs> probably um and uh, we were also talking actually i remember he played in an aussie tribute band he was trying to get me to be their drummer but uh which would have been, i mean it was perfect for me that's the kind of drums that i for the record when i was a drummer that was the kind of drums i was good at like, I know our band was more like a death thrash band. The kind of drums I'm I'm good at are more like Tommy Aldridge, right? Like Ozzy, Dio. Like, that's what I naturally did better. But I, I, I mean, I said no, I, and it, it would have been cool. You know, we had our thing going. But anyway, so, so Quinn and I, we, we've got some – I will never tell any of the embarrassing stories or crazy ones. But I think those are all within reason. But Quinn's a great guy, an absolutely incredible guitar player. A little bit of history on Icarus, which it's about – yeah, 10 years ago, give or take, something like that. Paul Diano, um, you know, original Iron Maiden vocalist, Paul Diano did a U.S. tour, and Icarus Witch was his opening band and was his band. So, like, Paul Diano was too cheap to hire a band. So he just had Icarus Witch play their set and then be the guys who were in his backing band. It was kind of weird. Um but anyway, so anyway, Icarus, Icarus Witch is a great band. Uh, they're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's the only reason. I mean, we know them because, you know, we're from Erie. They were a Pittsburgh band. We knew uh, he was – Quinn, you know, used to be roommates with our own vocalist. So we were just kind of in the same circles. We knew these guys. They were it's awesome guys. And they're, they're an incredible Pittsburgh band. And I, I let me say this. I mean, like again, Quinn, man, if you're listening, I, I great guy. Thank you. But – I am a fan of Icarus Witch, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I that I you know I, I was good friends with him at one point in time. It has nothing to do with that. I'm a fan of Icarus Witch because I'm a huge fan of Icarus Witch. I think their 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 music is incredible. Like Rex, I I mean I know I've shown him to you. You're like, dude, it's cool, but it's not your thing. This is 100 percent my thing. They are um like 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 if you were to listen to this record, you would go, yeah, it's pretty cool, but it's not like you're gonna listen to it a lot. It's 100% more my thing than yours. But this record is really seriously cool. They, they did an album, I don't know, maybe two years ago, where they got a new vocalist, and I he's killer. And I really liked that album a lot. I like this one a lot, too. Um, so it's just, you know, I, I don't know how to better put it. it it's very classic metal. Um, 
actually Quinn's got a he's got a Queensryche tattoo. So I mean, I know he's really into Queensryche. Um, so you you you've got some of that. I don't know, man. It's just it's it's some classic metal. I, I don't really know a better way to describe it. Um, but just seriously good, you know. Great, great, big, powerful vocals. Just killer, like classic metal kind of guitar riffs all over. Very cool record. If you've never heard Icarus Witch before, you know, 100%. The record's called No Devil Lived On. Check it out. It's worth your time. We have always... By the way, I need to point this out. <clears throat> we have always maintained a lot of things on the show. One of them is that we know people... And actually, we had to have this conversation a couple years ago, and it was sucky. But we know people who have gotten a hold of us and said, could you promote my band on your show? And we don't do it. Because that's not what we are. You know, we're not a show that just wants to promote bands. Meaning, we do, but we don't just, hey, we know those guys. It's different. We, We might say something nice about them, but it's just different. Go ahead. Where are you going? Maybe you can describe this better. No, I was going to say, you know, I, I was only going to, you know, piggyback on what you said and say, we're we're not going to be a, we're not like a radio station. We're not going to be, oh, here we got a new album by blah, blah, blah. You got to check it out and we're going to play some tracks and we're going to, you know, do, you know, whatever. You know, we're, we're not like that. We're, we're a conversation podcast. So we, we do picks of the week because it was, you know, we don't also like to promote bands because we're, we're asked to. Um, you know, and, and this, sometimes it gets difficult because sometimes the people who ask us to promote their album are friends of ours. Yeah, there and was there it, was a, a friend of ours. I'll just say I, because this is not going to point it out to anybody, but someone we have known for a very very long time, her husband, who we uh, absolutely respect in a lot of ways, and we won't get into specifics. And it would just like. It's just not our show, man. That's just yeah. I mean, this is like, the wrong show. And not to mention, like, we could be like, yeah, their band's cool, and it ain't gonna do you any good. That's not what the show does. Like, we're we're not the show that's gonna bring someone an audience. It's not gonna do it. You know what I mean? That's not what we do. We we shoot the breeze. That's you know, we're... wrong show, man. On the radio was different. On the radio is different. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that we're not gonna like promote an album we like we just did a promotion um you know duff just talked about icarus witch and it's not because he knew you know their guitar player or you know we we used to know their guitar player or i used to know their guitar player you know what i guess duff still kind of does um we talked about knife i I haven't seen him in 15 years i'm saying like you know we We, we tag each other on on instagram that's about it you know we 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 talked about knife i don't know any of them so yes we do promote albums you know we, we list albums we talk about albums um but at the same time, it's because we genuinely like them. Um, you know, we I'm happy to talk about a band. I'm happy to promote and pump up a band that I really like. Um, you know, I'm 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 happy to do that. What I don't want to do is get into the business of and we you know there were a few, there are a few messages in our in our Instagram box that I just don't reply to that are, hey, we got this great album coming out. Appreciate you you know promoting it on your show. I'll listen to it if it's my thing, you know, and, and it's something that I feel like, you know, oh, hey, I like this, you know, Duff and I will 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 talk about it, you know, we'll put it on our picks of the week or you know whatever. If it's something that's just not our thing, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody listening to the show 
hey, go listen to this because somebody told me to tell you that. Well, and 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 also by never doing it, I don't have to make the decision as to be like, well, yeah, I liked that, and so I talked about that one, but I didn't like yours, so I didn't. I just don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. I will. I will always take recommendations. If people are like, these are recommendations, check it out. But it's one of those things. I mean, dude, I am promoting, but even dude, I'm not even really promoting it. I'm just saying it was my favorite. It was my record of the week, and dude, I. If you hear ten seconds of Icarus Witch, you'll go, "Yep, that stuff's thing." There's boobs on the cover. (laughs) There are boobies on the cover of the record. You don't have to question why I why I picked them. Seriously, listen to them for ten seconds. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's it's totally classic metal. It's the kind of thing that I like. Just is. It's coincidental that it's a band that I was friends that I have some fun old stories with their um with their guitar player. You know. I I haven't dude, I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's a great guy, but that's not even it, dude. And the other thing is too, I like to maintain that it was that everything we do on this show is not only honest but without any outside influence to do it we don't it's why we don't take sponsors it's why we don't do anything like that it's why we don't even have a damn patreon account we just don't we just don't want our show to be that thing. It's fun. It's meant to be fun. Dude, our picks of the weeks are, are sometimes... No, coincidentally, yes, this week my pick of the week was something that just came out on vinyl because I was looking forward to it. Sometimes our picks of the week are not even metal. Sometimes they're albums that have been around for a long time. It's just, it's just the way this show works, man. Um... It's just the way the show works. So anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah. So, dude, seriously, Icarus Witch, check them out. If you don't, if you dig them, you dig them. If you don't, you don't. That's cool. Um, you'll certainly see that it's my thing for sure. Um, just all around great band. Um, so uh, I think uh, now that we're done with our pick of the week, I think I do need to say, <laughs> are we gonna talk I, more about shotguns? <laughs> we can, we can, we can. Um, I do want to say this. I have never done this in my lifetime. But I voluntarily did not buy tickets to see Iron Maiden next year. Me too. I've never done that. I've seen them six times. I flew to flipping Germany this summer to see them for the seventh time. Clearly, I'm not bringing up Vakken again. I did not see them that time but look man i saw him six times i had tickets actually i've seen them six times there were two different times that i had tickets to see iron maiden one time was vakin couldn't see them the other time i moved halfway across the country like two weeks before the concert and couldn't fly back for it I ended up giving my ticket away to a friend so realistically i've had tickets to see iron maiden eight times so Clearly, I'm not someone who says no to Iron Maiden. Floor seats. Actually, screw the amount of the floor seat. Forget about that. 
I am not willing to give Ticketmaster $45 to see Iron Maiden. I'm not willing to pay Ticketmaster $45 to see Iron Maiden. What do I mean by that? Just the Ticketmaster charge for the ticket was $45. These were $170 tickets or something like that. Mm-hmm. One ticket. $45 surcharge to Ticketmaster. Not doing it. Just, just, just not doing it. And look, man, I know that there's a whole bunch of middle-aged perverts out there who spent a lot of money to see Taylor Swift. I know it. I know there's a lot of people out there. Fine. I know what happened with Taylor Swift. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I will just say this. I don't care how much of a capitalist pig I am. None of that matters. There's two things that I will say. Number one, if there's one thing that I have a problem with in the world of business, it's monopolistic exploitation. And you can look that up for all you um, macroeconomic students. Um, the simple fact that Live Nation's monopoly on the industry is being exploited the way it is is just uncanny to me. Number two, $165 for floor seats. Now, mind you, look, dude, if it's front row, like, whatever, man. If it's the first five rows are outlandish, like, dude, whatever. Like, everybody knows that. This is general admission on the floor. And by the way, all of the seats in the lower level were that much, too. You weren't dipping under 100 bucks until you started moving up. <clears throat> Dude, I saw them at the exact same venue two years ago. I saw them there and four I not, or five years ago. I sp two years ago, I saw them at that same venue. I did not spend over $100. Why did Iron Maiden tickets go from 100 bucks to $160, $170? Hey, man, look, Iron Maiden, more power to you. Make all the money you want to. Congratulations. Happy for you. I hope Bruce buys another gold-plated Ferrari. Fine with me. Their touring days are numbered. I get it, man. Congratulations. It ain't Iron Maiden that's doing it. This I paid for floor seats in 2017 when I saw them at the Prudential Center. I paid for floor seats almost as much as... I paid for floor seats what the 200-level seats are going for. And when I say 200, that's then the Prudential Center. That's the upper, upper deck. Like, that's as high as you it's can go. Leads. I know. And that that's the thing. Like, I paid like 100. I paid just around 100 bucks two years ago. Look, I and I was on the floor. Dude, I was in like the fifth row. I was on the floor. And that's, you know. It was awesome. It, it made me. And, they, and, and by the way, Within Temptation was the opening act. It was awesome. Dude, for the record, let me point this out. Let me just, let me just throw this out as a point of comparison. Then I'll let you go back to what you were saying. Think about this for a second. Now, take away all of the crap fest that happened this year about Vakken. Just take that away for a minute and realize that Vakken for 25 years had been a well-oiled machine and very well-running thing 
and next year it will be again. Okay, I realize this was a crap year. Forget about that a minute. Think about this for a second. One, one general admission seat to see Iron Maiden is $170. A ticket last year, for this summer, I mean, for Vakken, four-day festival, all the bands, and including parking and campgrounds, was $299. Please explain to me why Vakken... Why is Iron why is general admission to Iron Maiden more than half of the price of seeing Iron Maiden headline and do the same show and you get 3 4 days of other bands. That is insane to me. You know, it's just insane to me. I mean, I, yeah, whatever. Maybe it's not a fair comparison. Fine. Do you know what the difference is? Vakin doesn't use Ticketmaster. That's the difference. I'm I'm sorry, dude. And I look like look, man. I don't. I I'm actually kind of sick of the conversation. And in a lot of ways, I hate it. And again, man, look. If you know what I do for a living, I I get it. You can call me a hypocrite all you want to. But the damn monopoly that Ticketmaster has is just it's just ridiculous, man. It's it's and and don't try to tell me they don't have a monopoly because we can have a conversation about it if you want to. I mean, and by the way, look, I, I, I give the United... By the way, this is not about political. Please, please, please don't go that way. I understand that the United States government tries to fight this. But what they did was they said that Ticketmaster has to show their fees. What I mean by that is they can't say that a ticket to a show was 100 bucks and not tell you it's another hundred and six. It's a hundred, another fifty bucks when you check out. They have to be able to make that clear to you through the process, right? And hey, that's a good thing. Like that's a step in the right direction. But here's the thing: Live Nation owns the venues themselves. If they don't own the venues, they own the box offices at many venues. They don't own. They have enough of a power over it that they can essentially do whatever they want without any competition. Now, you could say to me all you want that concert tickets are not a necessity, right? Hey, economics fans out there, do we want to talk about, you know, the price elasticity of... Whether or not it's a it's an elastic or inelastic product, that's not the point. Okay, I am aware that going out to a concert is a luxury, but here's the difference. Actually, let me ask you a question about this, Rex. I'm curious your opinion on this. I, I'm aware that a lot of people will say, "Well, you don't need to go to a concert. Concerts a luxury." Blah 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 blah. Let me ask you this question. Do you really think seeing a band that's been around for 45 years is a luxury? Or do you think maybe sitting in the first five rows are for the rich people? But generally speaking, don't you think most people would be able to afford to go see a band like Iron Maiden? Like, am I crazy mm. that it that, that you would think that that's, that there's like seeing a, 
like a regular ticket that isn't in the flipping nosebleeds should not be something that should not be so expensive that it sounds crazy to be like, holy crap. I'm like, dude, look, let's be fair, right? We're both in our 40s. We've both, we're not kids anymore. We've been around. We both have careers and jobs. Either one of us could have, we could afford it, right? And whatever, like we're old enough. We, we, we could afford this. But we're also both looking at it going, but that's just asinine. I'm not spending $170 to say Iron Maiden. Like, it just sounds crazy to me. Don't forget they're going to charge you 30 bucks to park. Which Ticketmaster probably gets a cut of that too. Plus, you know, plus, you know, Live Nation gets a cut of the, the, the merchandise too. I don't know, man. So I was going to say, like, I just, I, I just don't think, I don't think being able to attend a concert is something in my head that sounds like it should be like this astronomical amount of money with two exceptions. Again, the VIP passes in the first five rows, whatever, the box seats. Or, you know, look, dude, I can, even with, say what you want about Taylor Swift or whatever. She's the biggest artist in the world right now. You know, like, I, I guess I could understand if it was the last game of the Stanley Cup finals, but it's not crazy to think that the average person could afford to go see an NHL game. Maybe not front, maybe not in the box or front row, but you would think you could go see, like, hey, dude, what would $170 get you at a Devils game? A pretty, come on. You're not yeah, in the nosebleeds for $170 seats, bucks yeah. at a Devils game. I mean, you would, you, you'd be, you'd be up against, you would be damn against the boards. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Right, and 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 what I'm saying is, I mean, Iron Maiden's huge. Come on, I get it; they're huge. But they tour every freaking year. They tour nonstop. Like, this is not about Iron Maiden, dude. Clearly, I've seen them six times. I've had tickets to see them for eight times. I, I'm a big fan. This is not about Iron Maiden. Please, I'm happy for them. It's insane to me, and I'm sorry. I don't want to be the guy. Like tank the roadie and everybody else online. That just I don't I don't want to be that guy. I just got to tell you that I'm kind of sad. I am making a conscious decision to say I've seen them enough times. I'm not spending that much to see Iron Maiden. Now, in fairness, I would have to take a train to New Jersey. I would have to spend that. It would be a weekend trip for me. It's not like I could just go and come home. So I'd realize there's a lot of other added expenses that it would be a $500 trip for me. Fine. So I also and I'm also going on vacation like three weeks later, and I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks. It's a personal decision, but take me out of this equation. I'm speaking for everybody else. Like that's just ins- I'm sorry. That is ins- I, I don't. It's insane to me. So I also and I understand inflation. I just it's insane to me. I also understand and realize that you know the the market that that this is in is you know the New Jersey New York City area. Um, but two years it, ago, it, it was under hundred dollars right, for four. But it could be cheaper other places. So when when you're hearing these prices, keep in mind this is the Prudential Center in in New Jersey, which is right outside of Manhattan, right outside of New York City. Um, I had a friend who wanted to go see the Last Kiss tour and tickets to go see them in Baltimore. Well, that's insanity. Yeah. Well, no, no, tickets to go see them in Baltimore were half as much as they were to see at MS at MSG. Um, now, granted, the MSG shows are their last shows. Like they're ending the tour, the the supposed last tour in New York. They're obviously from New York, um, which is another, which is probably why those tickets are astronomical because you're literally not only seeing the last tour, but you're seeing the last shows. But with Iron Maiden, like I, I you know, I looked at the ticket prices. I looked at it, I, and I am not far from the Prudential Center. I can, it's a five minute ride 
to the train station, 20 minutes on the train. I think it costs nine bucks each way. And I'm at oh, the Prudential the record, Center. Real quick, like, by the way, Tacoma, Washington, same price. Okay. So um, Las Vegas, say I'm just picking other cities like yeah. Salt Lake City. Hold on. Let me let me just check out. What are floor seats at Salt Lake City where you could bring all of your wives? Let me see. I don't know. I actually don't know because they're sold out. OK, but, so. Um, oh, yeah. Like row one. Behind the floor. Start at two hundred dollars. So that's not, you know, but that's what I'm saying. So like. So it's it is not it's, just New Jersey. It's not a matter. It's Salt Lake City, which, again, you would think like, do your extra wives get a discount? I'm not sure. Yeah, but. I'm joking. Ha 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 yeah. ha. Um, but, so yeah, dude, like, it's insanity. It's insanity everywhere. So I mean, like you know, again, it's it's not far for me. Oh it's, wow! Actually, it's more expensive in Philly. <laughs> Go figure. Go ahead, continue. Um, it's not far for me. Um, so it's not a matter of like, oh, I'd have to spend a weekend. You know, it's not it's not that for me. But for me, it's it's one of those things where you know, like you, I've seen them before. I've seen them at that venue before. I enjoyed myself. It was a great time. But I'm thinking to myself. Oh, I had a blast I last could, year, man. I could take that $170 after fees. Because, I mean, the, the bottom line is this. And this is what I, what I what I said to you. Could I get cheaper tickets and sit in the nosebleeds? Yes. Could I hear the music? Yes. I don't want to spend $100 plus after you, you know, train, you know, transportation, because you still got to pay to get there. Even if you go there, you got to pay for parking. So I don't want to spend all that money to be in the same room when a band plays. Because I don't, you know, look, I'm not saying you can't have a good time sitting at the very ceiling of the Prudential Center watching Iron Maiden. It depends on the band. You know, I'm saying I'm like saying you can't have a good time. So I'm not saying if if you're going to the show and you're listening right now and you're saying, oh, geez, I've got the last row in the very back section. You know, I've literally got the farthest seat away you can get from the stage. I'm not saying you're going to have a bad time. I'm not saying you're not going to enjoy the show. I'm saying for me personally. I look at that ticket price and say, I've seen the band before. I honestly was not a terribly huge fan of Sinjetsu. Um, and, and yes, I know that they're playing older stuff this tour. But, um, you know, at the same time, I, I will honestly say this about me. You're a hundred times the Iron Maiden fan. I am. I like yeah. Iron Maiden. I am not, like, obsessed with Iron Maiden. Like, I am not one of those. I, I have a Trooper shirt. I am not one of those guys who says, which Iron Maiden shirt should I wear today? I am not one of those guys that says, I don't care what they put out. It's gold. Like they, Steve Harris could literally, you know, tape record his morning crap and him cooking breakfast. And I'll say it's the greatest album ever released. I like Iron Maiden. I'm a fan of Iron Maiden. I'm not a super fan. So for me, I'm thinking to myself, I could take that $170 and go see a bunch of shows in the city or around New Jersey of smaller bands and actually be able to see the show, you know, and actually be able well, to enjoy the show. You know, I could, I could literally probably see four or five concerts for the, what it's going to, you know, smaller concerts of death metal bands, smaller thrash metal bands with, with stacked lineups for what it would cost me to see Iron Maiden. So look, I'm not complaining. They have an absolute right to charge what they want. I'm for actually tickets. not complaining about them. I'm bitching about Ticketmaster. Right, right. That's and that's what I'm saying. Like Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster is its own thing. Like to literally charge. I, like, I'm actually not complaining 30, about the 120. To literally ticket. charge 30 percent of or of a, of a ticket's cost, and they literally do no work. Like that's they what annoys me. When it used to be Ticketmaster, like they say, well, you know, it costs money to set up our infrastructure. It costs money to print the tickets, and it costs money to, you know, you know what. 
Yeah, and in those fine. days, you'd spend $3 in fees. Right. It's fine. Literally now, you don't even get a physical ticket. They can't even give you a physical ticket. You just download it on your phone. So what are all these? These fees are nothing but fleecing. So, again, you know, I, I may pay... Oh, t- and, and, and actually, can I, can I throw this out really quickly? I have said this a hundred times, and I'm going to reiterate this point again before you continue. If... You could drive to the venue and 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 wait in line the old-fashioned way during the daytime hours when they're open and a human is working, and you could pay them for the ticket, or buy it from Ticketmaster and pay extra fees so you don't have to drive to the venue yeah. and go through all the rigmarole so you are literally paying for convenience well, that, charge whatever that And that's what's want. funny is they still charge you a convenience fee. It's the same fee whether yeah, you go there or not. But if you drive if you if you inconvenience yourself you still pay a convenience fee. My question is how do you not pay the convenience fee? What well, do they don't. consider that, inconvenient? Like the, th- th- that's that's the point. I mean it, it's it's this is where the monopoly problem comes in. This is where the 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 idea of I don't have look dude if you want to charge me if you are a plumber and you to say to me I'm I, this is what I charge an hour but if you want me to come to your house at three o'clock in the morning on Christmas evening I'm going to charge you more yeah. or you could wait you know, till the morning I don't have a problem and, and the with thing that. about it is and the the you're, typical you're, you're choosing the typical my problem is that they don't give you a choice the tip your only choice is just never go to a show again the typical response to this is normally well you're just upset because you can't afford it believe me I could log on to Ticketmaster right now and buy these tickets just fine so don't like is there there's a lot of people out there I who are like more, you're just bitter because you can't afford restaurant. it and blah 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 you know whatever I don't care like no no this is not me complaining this because not, I can't afford tickets weaving, like this is uh, not you know show up. I, this, is this is not, not a bigger you know, this is not me saying oh sour grapes anything like that no it's not it's not at all like I debated going I I thought about going for a few I did minutes too. We, I made we debated back and forth I made a decision that was like I just don't feel like I want to spend this much money to go see Iron Maiden. And that's fine. Everybody's going to make that decision. If this was like, if Iron Maiden is your band and this is your chance to see him like every, you know, couple of years, and this is like your night out. Awesome, dude. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this. I'm saying for me, it was a choice. And it, it actually, you know, the re- the whole reason why this spun for me in terms of like the show and the topic is I thought about it and with the rising prices of touring, with the oh, and also on top of all this, you're gonna pay fifty bucks for a t-shirt. You know, like tour shirts used to be twenty, twenty-five bucks, and that believe, Live Nation will get a cut. And of. that that was just about to say, and the venue will take thirty percent of what they make on merch costs. So that's why bands are selling t-shirts for 50 bucks now that's the problem so like you know you used to be you can get a tour shirt for 20 bucks because venues would be like all right give us 10 percent, 5 percent, whatever and bands would be like okay well we'll pass that savings along i don't even you know i used to get mad when i would say oh my god a tour shirt is 50 bucks i used to get mad because i'm like i can't believe they're selling them for 50 bucks but then when i found out oh well, it's because thirty or forty percent of what they're selling that T-shirts for not is not even going into their pockets. So they're getting, you know, when you talk about cost of production of the shirts, cost of like actually transporting, because you know they got to pack these things up, paying someone to run the booth, all the infrastructure as far as like credit card machines and fees and all that stuff. I'm like, the band's probably pocketing like fifteen twenty percent of what they're selling that T-shirt for. So like. 
you know, I don't blame them anymore. I'm still not going to buy a $50 tour t-shirt, but I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, again, it's, there's not a shirt in the world I would spend $50 for. I mean, you would probably, for a Love Hunter shirt, you would probably. Um, but anyway, well, so. But, you know, here, here's the point. This is why, this is why I enjoy, this is why I, I, I don't mind having this conversation. Let me say this. We are not. To, let, let me just frame this properly. You and I are not people that are 19 years old or whatever, and we're bitching and whining that we want to see Iron Maiden and we can't afford it, blah, blah. We're not doing that. We're also not saying that we, you know, roll up $100 bills to do lines off of hookers because we have so much money. We're saying we could afford it. But it's not as if it's not a real amount of money. You know what I mean? Like, that's my point. Like, we're 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 typical guys in our forty. Like, yeah, we can afford it, but it doesn't mean we don't recognize it's way too damn much money, and I'm not willing to spend that much. That's the point. My and and, and notice, I don't. I'm not upset that Iron Maiden is charging 120 dollars for tickets. I'm not. I'm not. Willing, I'm not giving Live Nation $45 to see that show. I'm not doing it. Yeah. There's a big difference between the two. I'm not upset that Iron Maiden wants to charge 120 bucks. Cool. Iron Maiden earned it. Ticketmaster does not earn $45 of my money. Yeah. You know, you can do you, do you know how many hook you know how many hookers and how much blow you could probably get for 45 bucks in Newark, New Jersey? I don't know, but I'm guessing the market's pretty good. Might not be the kind you want, uh, but you'll get high and you'll get you'll get laid. You know, it might not be. Both will be laced. Both will there. be laced with things you don't want. Um, well, whatever. But so I mean, I mean but anyway, so I mean, it, so you know, it, it, the whole reason I, I was I started on this and then I started on this, but I was going to say the whole reason I brought this up is because it raised a valid point to me in terms of thinking about with the rising costs. Uh, you know, I started on that whole T-shirt thing and then we went someplace else, but with the rising costs of touring and stuff. I thought about this. I'm like, at tickets at that price, and yes, you know, it's an arena show. Is there a band I would see for almost 200 a head? Like, no. I, I, I could have gone to Metallica at the Meadowlands, and my my reaction was the same. I was like, I, I've seen Metallica, and to be honest with you, after seeing some of the footage and pictures, look, the people I know who went had a great time, awesome. But I was like, you know, I, I, I was like. For the and I talked to some people who went, and I was like, you know, could you see the bands? And they were like, well, no, yeah, they had the screens up. And I'm thinking to myself, so you spent two hundred dollars to sit and watch a video of a band, like you know, and to be in the same room while they played. So that thought, you know, that thought to me, I was thought, you know, with this Iron Maiden thing. Now I was thinking to myself, I'd love to see Iron Maiden. I'm like, I don't necessarily want to see him for that much, and I don't want to buy cheap seats because again, I'm going to be watching the whole show on a screen. So that that's what I thought about, like. Like with by the, the way, by the way, I, I'm going to throw this out. When I saw Metallica for the first time, the tickets were $35.50. I got an actual printed ticket. And Ticketmaster charged $3.75. Now, I am aware. Let me see if I can find my Of ticket. inflation. Folks. There's a big difference between $3.75 
and $45. When we saw Metallica, when we saw Metallica in 2000 at the Gund Arena in Cleveland, the ticket was $47.50. Ticketmaster charged $4.70 in fees. Less than 10%. And, dude, I have the ticket no right complains. in front of me. Dude, I just last week bought tickets to see some shows local to me. Like, I'm going to go see Ace Freely. I literally bought Front Row Center. Literally Front Row Center. I bought I, I bought them right when they went on sale. I bought the first ticket sold. I paid $4 in fees to whatever non-Ticketmaster company they used. This is crazy. Like, I saw Rush in 2007. I paid $8 in fees. $8 in fees. I'm I'm just I'm looking at these going. Uh I saw Def Leppard produced by Live. Look at this. Verizon Wireless Amphitheater in Charlotte. Produced by Live Nation 2007. Convenience charged by Ticketmaster. Five five dollars. Now I'm aware inflation has come a long way. The point I'm getting at is, back then... Inflation didn't go up 10 times. No one looked at that and said, $5 is outlandish. Nobody. Now again, that Metallica ticket that I was talking about. First time I saw Metallica. February 19th, 1997. Gundarina. We saw him at the Gundarina a couple of years later. But I paid $35 for the ticket. 375 for the service for the convenience charge. Now, had I I was in the 19th row. I remember that. Actually, it says right there, 19th row. I was in the 19th row. Had I been in the first row, that ticket would have been a hell of a lot more expensive. Let's even say that was a $500 ticket front row back then. You know what the service charge would have been? $3.75. You know what I mean? I, they would have charged me the service charge that they had to charge because I went to a Oh, where did I buy it? I bought it at the mall in like a JC Penny. It was in a department store. Remember back in those days when like JC Penny's and all those would have a Ticketmaster little location there? I bought it there. My point was they would have charged me five bucks. Okay, fine. Maybe if they charged 10 bucks, I'd be okay with it. $12 or $45. Is just it's it's just and you know what what can look man and here's the other thing too. I'm aware that I'm an old guy, and I have seen Iron Maiden six times. I am aware that I have the privilege of being able to say that I've seen them a number of times. I have seen them enough times. That, A, saying no is whatever. I mean, I've seen him a number of times before. Also, I can say that I don't want to sit in the cheap seats because I've been in literally the, I have been literally in the front row for Iron Maiden twice in the 90s. And I've been on the floor for him numerous other times. So seeing less than that is just weird to me. Yes, I'm aware. I'm a privileged prick. And I can say I've done those things. Fine, whatever. Jump all over me. Say what you want. 
my question is this, man. 18-year-old let, – let's, let's go back in time, though, man. 18-year-old us who didn't have a lot of money, who hadn't seen all these bands before, would we have coughed up 200 – would we have uh, – I don't think so, man. There's a reason why we weren't in the front row. It would have been today's equivalent of spending 50 bucks. We would have just got a less good seat. We wouldn't have been in the nose. We wouldn't have had to be in the nosebleeds. We just wouldn't have been in. You know what I mean? Like we would have said, "Look, man, we can't afford front row," but come on, we could have. We could have pulled a decent seat out of our butts because we weren't looking at whatever obnoxious amount of money that they're going to charge, and it just. You know, at the worst part. Oh, yeah, dude. First time I saw Iron Maiden. Convenience charge, $3. And I'm like, it's just, I don't know, man. It kind of, it kind of bugs me. It bugs me. Look, and it's not about me. Dude, whatever. I've seen everybody. I, I, I've, I've seen the vast majority of the bands I want to see. There are very few bands that I'm, to answer your question, by the way, are there any bands? I guess this is where I'm going from it. Are there any bands that I would spend upwards of $200 to see? My answer is no. However, add into the fact that A, I know better because we understand that it wasn't always that way. And B, I've done seen so many bands that any band that I may have ever considered paying 200 bucks for, I've already seen them. So it, I don't feel the need to do that. My question is, would eighteen-year-old me, would eighteen-year-old me right now have any band he'd be willing to spend two hundred bucks to see? I don't know, man. And anybody who wants to say that, and I said this when I was at Bakken, like, yeah, man, go ahead, call me a puss and say that I'm not a real heavy metal fan because I left. Fine, kiss my fat ass. If you want to say that I'm, if I was a real fan, I'd spend two hundred bucks to see Iron Maiden. Fine. Say it. I don't care. It's unreasonable, and I'm not doing it. I, it's just, it's just, it's stupid. I don't, I don't think, especially, and dude, you said this too. You're like, do you know how many other bands I could see for that much money? Mm -hmm. And you're not wrong, dude. If you listen to Taylor Swift, and the only, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making fun. If you listen to Taylor Swift, and the only music you listen to are Taylor Swift and other people like it. Meaning if the people that you listen to are your, I, I whatever Taylor Swifty people, right? If, if all you listen to are like mega super pop stars. Okay. It's a different story. Everybody you want to see in concert. If you want to go see Carrie Underwood, I don't even, dude, I'm going to act like an idiot trying to pretend I know who I'm talking about. If you want to see people like that in concert, yeah, you're going to pay out the ass for those show, for those tickets. Dude, if you're a metal fan, dude, I love Iron Maiden. I love, I love Iron Maiden. Anybody who wants to question my Iron Maiden, whatever, piss off, I don't care. I'm not here to prove it to anybody else. But dude, I listen to metal. Can we be fair here for a minute? You were actually 1,000% right when you said this. Guys, we listen to metal. Yeah, I love Iron Maiden, but you know how many other bands that I love that I could see for 20 bucks in Syracuse? Yep. 
I mean, maybe they're not all touring Syracuse, but you get my point. And truthfully, they they probably need your twenty bucks more than Iron Maiden needs your hundred and twenty bucks. <laughs> and hell, some of these bands I can find some of these bands I can find at venues that don't use Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty stoked about the fact that I'm seeing uh, Mr. Big in, in in the spring. I can't wait, dude. Dude, come on. I uh, I I mean, uh, you know, like <laughs> um between between Billy. And Paul, I can't wait. Paul Gilbert, Billy Sheehan, uh, it's gonna be awesome. It, it's just yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. So I mean, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, that, but the point I'm getting is, dude, we listen to metal. You're talking about Mortician, right, dude? Say which one, dude. Well, you cannot compare Mortician and Iron Maiden. But could we be honest? Answer me this: Would you have as much fun seeing Mortician? Probably. Actually, truthfully, I'd probably have more fun because I wouldn't be packed right. like a sardine into a place with thirty thousand other people, uh, paying. And you could afford paying, a beer at the place. Yeah, more paying place. through the nose for a seat where I could Dude. kind of make out who's on stage. Um, Trust me, I spent seventeen dollars each for beers at Iron Maiden. Last I've year. been to the Prudential Center. I used to have season and tickets I to the Devils. I, I've been to the Prudential Center more than once, to say the least. Yep. Um, you know, I figured I was only going to go there once. I drank a lot, but, but I'm also not going back. The thing, the thing about, like I said, I don't know. Like, and again, I, I don't want to turn this into a complaining bitch fest. But at the same time, I'm actually not bitching as much as I'm. St- I'm, I'm yeah, talking I about mean, like how it sucks I, for I, other I, people that like metal. It's not even about us. It's it's like I said though. Like you know, I and that that made me question it. Like, you know, are there any bands I would pay two hundred bucks or or even hundred and seventy for halfway decent seats to see? And I'm not sure. I mean, I've seen, and the, bear in mind, I have seen a lot of the bands that I want to see. Meaning, I don't. I don't mean new bands coming out. I don't right. mean because the, the, the new bands that are gonna, coming I'm, out are not hold on, playing. Let me, let me interject. Uh, really hold quick. on. Let me let me finish. No, no. It. I'm gonna go grab Dude. a beer so that you can continue this right. conversation. I'll be back in 30 seconds. I was gonna say that's why I was. I'm just interjecting long enough to say go ahead and talk. I was gonna right say back. so you know like. The the bands that I want to see that that are coming out now they're not playing stadiums they're not playing you know thirty thousand seat venues Ghost is probably the closest band and they didn't even charge that much um, but point being you know I've seen Iron Maiden I've seen Metallica I've seen Slayer I mean, Slayer's retired but I've seen Slayer I've seen Anthrax I've seen Megadeth I've seen uh, I'm trying to think of some other big bands that could actually play those size of arenas I've seen Kiss. Um, I've seen Judas Priest. I've seen, you know, I've seen all these bands. I've seen some of them multiple times. So for me, you know, it's one. I was guessing, you know, I, I, I was never gone. I was saying, you know, I've seen these some of these bands once, if not multiple times. And with the cost of tickets, I just think to myself again, you know, while while yes, I can afford to go see Iron Maiden at the same time. Like there are other shows that I would rather invest my time and money in than seeing Iron Maiden again. Uh, by the way, again, and I repeat this, and I, I, I want to repeat it because I know how passionate people are about Iron Maiden. If Iron Maiden is your band, and they're the most important thing to you, or even even top 10 most important things to you, I really hope you have a good time. And, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do this. I'm not saying anybody's foolish. No, that's not what we're saying at all. If, again, if Metallica is your... I knew a guy... Um, he, I work I with him. I, tell you, I knew a guy. I, I work with him. He's a lot younger than me. He said, I've never seen Metallica before. Because he asked me, he's like, are you going to Metallica? And I was like, 
I've seen I've seen Metallica. I've seen the actual Pantera. And I don't really care about Mammoth. I was like, so I'm not going to pay $200 to sit in a stadium and watch like, you know, watch a bunch of screens. I was like, and he was like, well, I've never seen Metallica before and I never had the chance to see Pantera. And I'm like, then this show is 100% worth it for you. I was like, then you know what? Money well spent. And I hope you have a great time. You know, I I didn't say like, well, it's stupid. You're gonna pay that much. No, I was like, dude, then this show is great for you. That's awesome. If somebody no, it's was not to say, stupid, if you had a good time, that's my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that and and you know, if somebody says to me, well, Metallica is my band. I love Metallica. Even Pantera. Well, I gotta see Pantera. You know, I love them. They're my thing. Cool, dude. Awesome. I hope you have a great time. For me, it was like, I've seen Metallica. I've seen them when they actually had like Jason. I've seen them. You know, I mean, I never had the chance to see him with Cliff. I never had the, I would, you know, I would have been sitting there in the audience at five years old. Um, you know, I, I saw him with Jason. I saw them when they were releasing albums that I, I was a bigger fan of, you know, you know, this is before they were, this is, you know, we saw them what, when, wasn't it the what, Reload Tour or maybe the Garage Inc. Tour um, in 2000? You saw them on the Load Tour originally, but when I went with yeah, you, I, I saw them. Yeah, I saw them on the Load Tour. I want to say it was probably the Garage Inc. Tour. Yeah, I think, it was, I think you're right. I think it was Garage Inc. But, you know, regardless, they had only released two stinkers by that point. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'd only released I mean, Garage two. Inc. was 98. So, yeah, nothing else had come out after Garage Inc. Yeah. Saw them, yeah. So, you know, this is pre-St. Anger, pre-72 Seasons, pre-Death Magnetic, pre-Hardwired. Look, if you love those albums, cool. I'm not trying to take the piss I will out never of you knock anybody who likes them. if man. you love them that's awesome i am not crapping on them they're not my thing i i generally call me old you know call me old call me whatever you want to name you want to call me i'm not i'm not saying they suck I, except for saying anger i don't i think that's pretty wait, universally oh wait, accepted for the record here is the set list the night we saw metallica i remember one of these specifically meaning I rem- I vividly remember one of these songs being played that night. All right, and it's the one they, it's the one they closed with. It was the, like they had one. The reason I remember one song specifically is because there was one that really stuck out in my head. That like, all right. wow, they played what's, that. What's the set the list, my song. friend? It was "Die Die My Darling." Oh yeah, "Fuel," "For Him the Bell Tolls," "The Four Horsemen," "Whiskey in the Jar," Two by Four," which is a great song. No Leaf Clover, Sad But True, Creeping Death, Bleeding Me, Master Terium, which is clearly, you know, a medley of some sort, Blackened, then they come out for the encore with Nothing Else Matters, King Nothing and One, then they come out with the next encore, which is Turn the Page and Enter Sandman, and then the third encore, which is the only song I vividly remember them doing, was Phantom Lord. Because mm. I just remember going, they're playing Phantom Lord? Like, that's... That stuck out in my head because I was surprised that they played Phantom Lord. Um, I just looked it up. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so, I can look at. Hold on, for the record, let me see. Wait, wait we'll get there. I want to find the first time I saw Metallica in Cleveland. Really quick, like um, this was their set list: Last Caress, Creeping Death, Sad but True, Ain't My Bitch, Hero of the Day, King Nothing, One Fuel. Then the bass and guitar solos. Nothing else matters until it sleeps. For whom the bell tolls, wherever I may roam, fade to black. 
Then a big medley of Ride the Lightning, No Remorse, Hit the Lights, Four Horsemen, Seek and Destroy, Fire with Fire. Then for the Encore, they came back with So What, Master of Puppets, and Enter Sandman. Then Encore 2 was Bread Fan and the Overkill song, or the Motorhead song, Overkill. Anyway, continue. I just so, wanted to throw those out there. But I was going to say, you know, so, you know, again, um, I don't know. I mean, everybody's going to make their decisions based on this. I, For me, it was, I, I literally started to think to myself, like, I, I, I scoured I my brain thinking, thinking to myself, is there a band I would pay this ticket price to see? And I came up with it. If Iron Maiden said, this is it for us, we're done, we're never going out again, I would say, yeah, I'm going to do it. And, and you know what? That may happen. You know, I, there. how many bands did I say I'll catch them next time? And there was never a next time. Typo negative. I mean, I lived in New York City. They 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 played New York City all the time. I was always like, ah, I'll see typo next time. Ah, it's late. I don't feel like going out. Yeah, you know, Motorhead. Ah, I'll, I'll catch them next time. They're always on tour. You know, because you know life happens. It's not that I didn't want to go. It's I had to work. I know. Uh, it was I mean, it, it was a my, Tuesday it, night, and I had an it, early meeting. Is, you know, though, I mean, those things happen. Those things happen. You've so, seen Iron yeah. Maiden multiple times. Well, I'm saying those things happen. So it it's like seen them. So it's like, but I'm saying those things happen. So you say to yourself, like, ah, I'll catch him next time. I, I, I I'm, pl- you know, I have a chance to play hockey that night, or oh, you know, I, I have season tickets to the Devils, or you know, whatever. You know, life happens. So. I know. So I'm saying, you know, maybe this is the last time, but at the same time, if if I knew for a fact and with the way the music industry works, retirement tour never means retirement tour. But if you knew for a fact, Iron Maiden said, this is it for us. We're done. I would say, okay, well, I'm going to justify that because, you know, I may never get another chance. But for me, it's like, I don't know, you know, whatever. And I could not honestly think of another band I would pay that much to see like I, you know, I, and, and maybe there's one, but you know, I've seen like most of the Ah. big bands I want to see. Like I've never seen King diamond. I've never seen merciful fate. If they came around, maybe I would pay that much. Can I ask you my question though? In fairness, are there any bands that you like that much that can warrant and general admission for 170 bucks. When you stepped, not when you stepped away, circle front row. When you stepped away, I said exactly that. I said exactly none of the bands that are coming out now that I'm really enjoying are going to be bands that are going to be playing arenas. Like Revi- I saw Revocation, I saw Crypta play with Morbid Angel. I think I paid like 40 bucks for the ticket. You know what? Can I tell you what band I'm? Mm. There's one band I'd consider. One. I think the only band I would consider is ACDC because I've only seen them once. And I'm aware that I would really like to see Brian Johnson one more time. You know, the thing, you know, my problem with ACDC and is. And I'm aware that I'm aware that Malcolm's not there. I just mean, like, I don't I, I would think hard. ACDC, I would think really hard about see, it. For me, it's the deal breaker is paying that much to see not Malcolm and not Phil Rudd. If Phil's there, it's a different story. But he's not. I think he, I don't think he's in the band anymore. I think he left again. Hmm. If Phil's there, it'd be a different story. You know, um, and what I had said before and, also... And I only you- say that because I've, I've only seen ACDC once. We saw him. It was my 18th birthday. Huge fan. And, and in fairness, I mean, ACDC can command that kind of ticket price. 
But ACDC will play arenas. I mean, ACDC 15 of, years ago, maybe. Here's my question. Like, maybe, I'm not even saying I would. I'm trying to think of bands that I like that could even bring in that kind of ticket cost. The only band that comes close for me that's that's recent, meaning it's not a legacy band. And when I say legacy band, look, I know Iron Maiden is still releasing albums, but they've also been around since 1980. Like, they're not a legacy band, meaning they're not like Sticks, who's going to show up and play their greatest hits. But they've also they're also a band that's been around, like you said, for over 40 years. So I'm talking about new bands coming out. The only band that even comes close to approaching that currently is probably Ghost. Yeah, and and even there, a uh, hundred, two hundred bucks would have got you front row at that show. Mm-hmm. Like we Probably saw, it. Got I don't you know what you paid. Greed, to be honest, what know. I'm saying is, I don't know what you paid for our tickets, but they weren't 200 bucks. No, and no, we not did not close. have bad seats. We had seats. We were not on the lawn. Yeah, no, I think those tickets were 70, and that's 70 out the door. That's I, I, I'm not complaining about it. And dude, again, that goes back to my point of I, I could be mistaken, but I I think whatever. Let, let's just use it as an example. That goes back to my point of yeah, okay. If you really want to be able to, you know, lick Papa's, you know, sack while you're sitting at the show, okay, and you want to meet them afterwards, I get that that's going to cost a lot more money. I Whatever. I don't care. My point is you should be able to get a reasonable seat for a reasonable amount of money for generally for bands. That was all I meant. Like, you and I at no point in time ever said to ourselves... Do we have to whore ourselves just to be able to go see a band? You know, you know what I mean. Like we never did that. You know, we, think, we might have said, "Look, we understand we can't get front row." You know, thinking but about we can it, see the band. Thinking about it, I will say this: if something, so I saw. Oh, you know what? I'm going to pull that. I have that ticket handy too. When I saw the Big Four at Yankee Stadium, and this is what 2012. I want to say 2011. Of course, it was 2011. I paid 123 dollars, and I was in the lower section. I was not in the. I was not on general admission, but I was like the next section up, and I was like two rows up. So I had can we, the best. Can we say I had the no. best seats you could get, like seats, you know, where you could still you sit saw, down. And you saw one time only. Thing. Well, that's what I'm. That's what. That's what I was gonna say. Is if it was a one-time only, like l- once in a lifetime thing, like you get the big four together again, like Slayer comes out of retirement, I would pay through the nose to go to that show because again, that's something you can say I was there, and that you know because I look at the big four now and I, and people I, I'll say to people like, you oh, saw I saw the big four Super- at Yankee Stadium. They're like, dude, you saw like you, you saw you saw a Super Bowl, yeah. You didn't see a random NFL game. Exactly. Like you saw a you, you saw go, something. You didn't go see your team play. You saw something. You saw that, your team play out of the Super Bowl. You saw something that may never happen again in your lifetime. You know what I mean? Like that's th- so. Like yeah. So I, I I paid less to go see the Big Four at Yankee Stadium. And granted, again, I'm aware it's 12 years ago and there's inflation, but I paid less to go to the Big Four at Yankee Stadium than I and significantly less than I would pay to just go see Iron Maiden today. Just Iron Maiden. I don't even know who's opening for him, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if you'll find out anytime soon. So, like, that's the thing. You're they literally don't, they don't go out so, of their way. They, they'll they'll figure out what they'll figure out which one of Steve Harris's kids is in a band. Um, as to whether or not they're opening or they'll figure it out. They don't, 
they don't typically go out. You don't often know who's opening for Iron Maiden when they announce the tour. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you were literally paying this cost. Again, I don't want to turn this. I, I know it sounds like right now we're just complaining about the cost of tickets. And, and I'm I'm not complaining about the cost of tickets as much as like just having a discussion on, you know, what I mean, I guess I want to ask our listeners, like, what is your top dollar? What's your number one band that, you know, and I'm not saying like, well, if you brought Dio back to life, I'm not saying that. I'm saying well, a band that could go out on tour tomorrow. What's your top dollar? Like, what is okay. the point where you say, oh, you know, I, I just I can't, I'm not going to do that. Can I, can I ask you this? What What is that band for you? For me? No, no, no. Mind you, I am not saying dead members. I'm not saying... Man, if this guy was still able to play guitar, what I mean is they're alive, they could tour, they could do a so, show. Who would it be for you? I have a very, very easy answer you, for me. You're flipping see that you're flipping my question though, because I don't think there is a single band right now that I would pay two hundred dollars to see. Well, I don't I don't even think no 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 it, it is I am flipping your question a little bit. But my first question is who would be the band you would like who would be that if you were to spend two hundred bucks, who would it be? I don't have. I, there is no band right now that I can think I of either. off the top of my head that I would spend that much. I, a combination of bands, yes, I might spend right, that I'm much. Right, I'm with you. Same thing. You know, if you were to say, like, you know, that that big festival that that happened. That I mean, look at that festival. You had got what Guns N' Roses, Metallica, ACDC, Judas Priest, because Ozzy canceled. The cheapest seats were six hundred dollars can you imagine paying again i will say this that is something like a big four meaning you're never going to see that combination of bands ever again well again it's at least it's at least a thing it's it's not a the thing about this damn iron maiden thing and i'm not trying to bring it up about iron maiden this is but this is just par for the course for any show that live nation has their hands on it doesn't even have to be at the Prudential Center. Doesn't even have to be Iron Maiden. It doesn't. It's just the simple fact that it's it, my my point is less about. It's just I'm saying it's getting out of control. I'm saying going to a concert, well, let's be fair. There was a time in our life where going to see a movie at a movie theater was not, you know, you have to blow someone in the parking lot to be able to, you know, to get them to pay. So I probably shouldn't have said that, but you get my point. Like, like you to be able to get in. Like, like I mean, movies got to be thirty dollars a person plus a beverage. Yeah, and you're right. My point is, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I mean, all I'm getting at is we 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 say this all the time. Yeah, I get it. When times are tight for people and they can't afford to pay their rent, they I get it. Maybe they shouldn't go to a concert. But I also don't think that seeing a band live having normal seats and not being in the front row, I just don't think that should be something that is limited to 2% of the population. Yeah, And, and it wouldn't be, and it still isn't, if you take Live Nation out of the equation. Yeah, Dead serious. I, I mean, I, I if also you take Live Nation out of the equation. Those tickets plus a five dollar fee would not move tickets into the category 
of the regular person can't afford to go at all. I mean, like I said, when you're when you're spending again, dude. When we were eighteen, we would look at it and go, "Yeah, we couldn't afford front row, but we could go see them." And we were poor when we were eighteen. Oh, we were dirt poor, and and that's the thing. Like you know that, and that's the thing. Like I, I don't know. And also, by the way, I'm also we're also not blaming Iron Maiden. Like I know, I no, 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 dude. This I, is one hundred percent about Live yeah, Nation. Yeah, I know. I know that. Look, as far as I am aware, and I don't know all the inner workings of the music industry. I've always heard, and I could be completely mistaken on this, I've always heard when a band does a tour, they agree to a fee, and then the actual venues and the, the promoters set the ticket prices. So Iron Maiden says, we'll play the Prudential Center for a million dollars. Okay, great. How much do we have to you know charge for tickets to, to make a million dollars? Okay, now how much do we need to charge for tickets to make a profit on top of that million dollars? Okay. And, you know, and so on. Now, that's how I understand it to work, because it's not like in a well, club. Also before it's they not, started instituting dynamic pricing, like, well, airlines. it's not like at a club where the band gets the door or the band gets 70 percent of the door, or 60 percent of the door. Like, that's not how it works. Um, yeah. And you're right. They, they started this dynamic pricing now, too, where um, I was annoyed because I bought tickets to see the Misfits. And, and three, four months later, tickets were like cheaper than what I bought the tickets for. Why? Because they didn't sell out. So they started selling them cheaper. And I was annoyed because I'm like, why is it that I'm a fan of the band and I get my ticket early and commit to going to the show and get screwed for it? Like that, that you know, and again, I, I get that they need to like, oh, well, we, we want to sell these tickets and they're not selling at X price. Then, then I, you know, it just, it's annoying to say, because all that says to me is I don't, I shouldn't buy tickets until the last minute. You know, and 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 that causes another kind of fight. That causes another battle because well, tickets aren't selling. Well, yeah, because everybody's sitting there waiting for the prices to drop because they know if they buy it now for seventy, and you don't sell enough tomorrow, they're going to be sixty, and then the next day they're going to be fifty. So why 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 commit for seventy when you know two days later they're going to there's a chance they're fifty, ah. and and you know for some people when they're like, dude, I need to see the misfits. It's it's non negotiable. 100%. Okay, sure, that's worth the gamble. But for other people who are like, it sounds like it'll be a cool concert, but I really don't care if I go. They're just not going to buy tickets. Dude, you don't know happen like so I so I bought tickets to see Ace Freely and I bought tickets to see Mr. Big at the same venue in Rome, New York, which is famous for being the place that Woodstock 99 was at. Though in fairness, Rome, New York has nothing to do with why Woodstock 99 was bad. It was bad because of the people who put it on. Regardless. It was awesome. Orchestra section was one price. For $10 more, you could go to the balcony section. And for $10 more than that, you could you could go to the mezzanine. Like, there was the, you know what I mean? Like, there's three levels. There were $10 a piece. Every seat in the orchestra, meaning lower level, one price, $10 middle level, third, $10 more top level. Or other way around, sorry. $10 less for the middle, $10 less than that for the top. You get what I'm saying. What I mean by that is they didn't individually price every seat on the floor. Every seat in the orchestra, every seat on the ground floor was one price. $10 cheaper was every seat in, the, in this, the second level, and $10 cheaper was every, every seat on the top level. I went, oh, wow. And there's like a $5 service charge for my ticket. You know what I did? I paid the tw that's why I got the good seed. I paid the extra 20 bucks 
to get – I mean, it's front row center, but it's not, It's just because literally I bought it right when I went on sale. But my point is I paid the extra 20 bucks, and I got the really good seat because <clears throat> I paid for a better seat. I didn't pay for Live Nation to lick my butt. Do you know what I mean? Like – I literally said, oh, they don't charge out the back end on Ticketmaster fees because they don't Ticketmaster? Oh, cool. I'll spend the extra 20 bucks to get the better seat. I could have seen Ace Freely for $20 cheaper, but I didn't. Why? Because I thought it was reasonable and I was willing to pay more money. Now, as far as the band's concerned, that's good. Someone bought the more expensive seat. You know. But I did it because I wasn't spending horrible Ticketmaster fees. And you know, the thing... It's, just, it's crazy how it works, man. The thing is, too, when, when tickets are, you know, when you're not paying those awful fees, you're more likely to buy a shirt. You're more likely to buy, mem you know, memorabilia, whatever, I, whatever. Merch. Merch is the word I was looking for, not memorabilia. You're more likely to buy a couple extra beers. You're more likely to buy the plate of, you know, the, the $13 plate of chicken tenders because you're thinking to yourself like, well, this ticket price wasn't that on those bad. chicken tenders. Nom, 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 nom. You, you're, you're thinking to yourself like... If you've never seen that movie, it's awesome. You know, you're thinking to yourself like, you know, the ticket wasn't that bad. You know, when you, when you go and you're like, oh, geez, 200 bucks. I'm, I'm already $200 in. There's 50 for a t-shirt. I'm just not going to drink beer. You know, I don't know. And and again, everybody's financial situation is different. Some people $200 is a fart in the wind. Some people $200 is, you know, they got to put off paying their electric bill for a month. You know, like Which is which again, which is why I used us as an example by saying we're really not in either category. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not taking money baths like <laughs> like in history of the world part 1. Money bath, you know, we're not um, treasure bath, sorry. Um, you know what I mean? We're not Dom DeLuise bathing in gold. Um, yeah, I'm not, Scrooge, on the other Mc hand, I'm not Scrooge McDuck swimming in my money bin. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like we're not, we're not that. We're also not figuring but out, you know, if Duff's I, if I go also to this not concert, pushing ass out of a hotel room. <laughs> right. But the other question is, we're also not like, if I go to this concert, that means I can't pay my rent. Right. Not, we're, my point was we're not either one of those. We're, you know, fine. Or, we, we don't, or maybe we're not in either extreme. We're, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not dirt poor and either one of us are wealthy. Or, or maybe Duff's but, in that situation because he pushes ass out of a hotel room. I don't know what he does in his well, spare time. I do a lot of things. <laughs> Folks, let's be fair. I do a lot of things in hotel rooms. Um, and some of them I tip for, but usually not. Anyway, uh, the, the point I'm getting, all I meant by that. Was this is not again? I'm trying to say that this is not about us, because we're not people who just money is nothing. We're not people who, you know, who who legitimately can't afford a concert. We're people who look at it and go, yeah, but we have to be smart about what we spend money on, and that's silly. And also, we can talk about it from the perspective of, I don't like the fact that there are probably people listening to the show that. You know what? I'm actually not so much worried that we have people listening to this show that are going to say, I wanted to see Iron Maiden. I never have, but it was too expensive. You know what worries me more than that? What worries me more than that is that we have people listening to this show that are going to say, I really need to see Iron Maiden, and I really can't afford it, but I did it anyway. And that just kills me, man. Yeah. And and, and, I, and, I, and I what I mean by that is that, and, and don't, please, 
please, please don't take that in a negative way. What I mean by that is I don't, God, it kills me that seeing a band like Iron Maiden should be a, I just maxed out a credit card. You know, and the, you know? the thing that sucks about that too is if you look at people who, who have kids or, you know, that they, yeah. that their, their kids are like, maybe they're teenagers and they're just getting into it because now it's not only do I want to go, it's. You don't want to, like, your kid's like, oh, I, I like Iron Maiden, Dad. I really want to go. And you're thinking to yourself, like, I, I don't want to go without him. So now you're two. Now you're spending $90 in just fees to get those two tickets. God help you if you have two or three kids who want to go. That's the thing. That $90 is not even paying to see the band. That $90 is paying for the privilege of being able to buy the ticket to see the band. Right. before And again, before you buy merch, before you buy a seventeen, before you buy a fifty, a fifty dollar t shirt, a seventeen dollar beer, a thirty dollar parking, and by the way, don't tell me I'm full of crap. What did what did we pay to we park? We paid forty dollars to park my car when we saw Ghost. Forty dollars to literally put my car into a parking space. And by the way, I mean, we didn't get premium or VIP. We didn't go to some lot that just fleeced me. That's what parking was going for. Dude, we, we parked where the guys who got who left their mom's house and took the parking ride <laughs> door to door. You know, <laughs> I, I would screw that quote up. Um, the, the Wayne's World 2 quote. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The How World long did it get me ta- taking to get yeah. here from Aurora? It took me 40 minutes door to door. My mom gave me a dollar and dropped me off at the parking ride. Um, <laughs> the, the Bob Odenkirk scene. Um, from if you if you don't know what's talking, it's the yeah, Bob it's, Air, it's the Aerosmith backstage scene. Yeah, it's a Aerosmith backstage scene. But like we parked where they parked because I remember, dude. You this was funny. I was like, let's <laughs> hang out. Let's park over there by those guys. Not that, not that. Like you're like, oh, let's park over there. Those guys look cool. Well, not that guy. <laughs> well, not that guy. <laughs> I, I think I, my, I still think my favorite. I still think my favorite moment of that entire weekend that had me crying laughing was when. We were leaving Brooklyn and you had a slice of pizza and then we take the train and you get off at the hotel and you're like, I'm going to stop and get some street meat. And Vinny goes, well, I mean, it's been 15 minutes. And here's me looking at him going, you had two slices of pizza. But I had one. I'm not making fun I of you. Second slice. I'm not know, making know, fun of I'm... you. I'm making fun of just Vinny being a complete dick. It's because he hates fat people. Vinny hates fat people. He's scared of them. Did he even apologize to you for it? He goes, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) And we're like, I know where it came from. I'm well aware. I know where it came from. It came from the, from his hatred for fat people. It came from the part of him he's been trying to repress for years. (laughs) The only thing he hates more than fat people are fat women. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Or guys who hit like bitches. (laughs) And this, so that he makes out with their woman. (laughs) Ah. No, that that was the funny. I was crying, laughing, and again, I was half laughing at what he said. But I was, I actually, I would say I was ten percent laughing at what he said and ninety percent laughing at the fact he was enough of a dick to say it. Actually, I wasn't. That's not what I found funny. What I found funny is the fact that Vinny has tried to suppress his evil for so long. Like Vinny used to hate fat people, hate women. <laughs> he just, he was just, you know, he li- like literally, literally there was the time at my fraternity house where the heater was not working and we, he spent the night like cuddling with this one chubby girl. And the next morning I was like, Hey man, what were you doing with her? You know, were you getting us on? He's like, no nah, man, 
she's fat. I just wanted to get warm under her blubber. Like, his words, his not Duff's. No, he said that. He literally said, I wanted to get That's warm under her blubber. That is a direct quote. And then now, now Vinny's like, oh, I like, pe- I'm a nice person. I like, I'm, I'm with the times. I like people. Oh, fatty. You know, Dude, I was literally, the all- I-, I was literally laughing today about that. I was like driving home from hockey. Now, and for now- some reason I was thinking about it and I was thinking to myself, I'm hungry. And the, <laughs> the first thing that popped into my now, head was, well, it's been 15 minutes. Now, in fairness, in fairness, <laughs> and I, God, okay, we got to go here in a second, but I will say this. What kills me is that that was the second funniest thing that was said on the entire trip. <laughs> I said something at a bar that was majestic, <laughs> how I put it. And we can never repeat it on the show. And it just kills me. We were at a bar and there was this table full of people and oh. I said something. <laughs> yeah. and it was, it was, it was, see, see, classic, classic Vinny. Is making is just pointing out. He doesn't think about Vinny. He's not making fun of fat people. He's just pointing out they're fat and being mean about it. <laughs> I just said I said something horribly offensive that was just downright flipping hilarious. Like I was proud of that one. And the worst part was like I wasn't I wasn't working for it. I just had a few beers in me and I looked over and I called you know I called it like I saw it. It was, it was really the, the the Vinny thing though was hilarious. Like, oh, I'm gonna stop and get some street meat. Well, it has been 15 minutes since you last ate. <laughs> he was so oh, he was Vinny. so. Free. <laughs> he was just mad because he, he didn't get this, laid that And night. he had this disdain in his voice. Like well, he was mad because he went to Duff's and didn't get laid. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, sausage factory. Well, you bet. Nothing but. Do- Nothing but dudes and fat girls. Well, it has been Flop. 15 minutes since you last ate. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I was literally, I was like, you, guys, you guys are aware that you ate a lot more than me the first time around, right? No. I don't care. I, I didn't say fun. anything. I didn't care. I almost oh, I went and got that. street meat, too. I, I was kind of, I, oh, I don't care either. I was just crying laughing because he was such a prick about it. Well, you no got to remember, though, this was the same night that he tried, that he told some homeless guy he deserved his coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice coat. Be a shame if somebody took it. I deserve it. I deserve your coat. <laughs> oh, the Vinny stories. I hope this is the reward. This is the reward for, for staying till the end. Like, you know, this is the Marvel post credit scene. <laughs> like this is staying till the end of this episode. Get you the Vinny stories. <laughs> Oh, that's I. Re- I remember though a good friend of ours was like, "Hey man, when do I when do I get a when do I get a pseudonym on your show?" And then like a couple days later, he's like, "Nope, nope, nope. I don't want one. I, I nope, nope. I'm good." Because I'm good. we posted Finny and everybody started making fun of him. <laughs> the simple fact that we posted an actual picture of the three of us in New York City at a bar drinking beers. And we're like, hey, it's us with Vinny. And someone goes, oh, my God, he actually does look like a horrible person. <laughs> and he was like, what? Like, <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> he was like, he, he was like, man, what the? <laughs> he was like, hey, it's Miles. You know, like, it was just horrible. <laughs> Seriously. Like, he was like, how do I look like a terrible person? He goes, I look normal. <laughs> you, he doesn't look normal. He does not. Look- if you look at the picture. 
like, look at the picture. He looks like a penis. Like, he just, <laughs> oh. I'm just saying. He had that, like, cocky smirk. <laughs> he had that, he had that, like, oh, yeah, look at me. Look at me. I like, I like, and then we're like, oh, look, it's a fat woman. He's like, oh, no, I'm melting. Well, it has you been know, it's 15 just... minutes since you ate. Oh, oh God. Uh, luckily for him, I don't hit like a bitch. But anyway, um, okay, so. Anyways. All right, dude, I, I, I have a lot more to drink. I need to get out of here. This is a this has been fun. Uh, this is a complete night of hogwash. Um, but I'm I'm not schlitz, but I'm getting there. And uh, You wouldn't know what to do if you had gotten there. Well, I've been drinking Genesee Cream Ale tonight. I'm on number, hold on, one, two, three. I'm on number eight, and I didn't start. Until we started recording this show. So however long this episode is, I'm, I'm on beer number eight. Well, it has been 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, I need another beer. Well, it has been 15 minutes. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Check us out. Facebook, Instagram, at the Heavy Metal Hangover. Get a hold of us. And if you, if your old lady's attractive, send us naked pictures of her. As long as it's voluntary and she say, knows about it. Um, yeah, like, let's put that disclaimer there, there are, in there. there. Are, there are, the, the terms and conditions are as follows. A, boobies have to be at least a C cup. Are there more? Oh, yeah, the whole it has to be voluntary and like <laughs> approved. And <laughs> approved. Yeah. Most importantly, uh, no through the keyhole. Now, now, <laughs> I will tell you, it is, oh, there are conditions that, like, if, if get a hold of us, if you say to us, you're like, well, her boobs are kind of like a B plus, get a hold of us and we'll work out whether or not we can figure out how to get her a passing grade, you know? Um, but uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Anyway, send us those pictures because we like them. Uh, and well, dude, for, let, let's be we... honest. Duff likes I mean, I have no problem with them, but there's one of us who's fishing, and I'm not the one holding and the I rod, have, if you know what I, I mean. <laughs> and, I have, and I have saved every one we have ever been sent. <laughs> and that is true. I, I saved them all. I like that little subtle analogy. There's only one of us fishing, and I'm not the one holding the rod, if you know what oh. I mean. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, that's the whole... Dude, if I wasn't planning on holding my rod when I looked at him, I wouldn't ask for them. Let's just be fair. Like, I'm look, let's be fair. We're talking about a heavy metal hangover spank bank. We have one. We want to add to it. It's simple. Uh, it's you simple keep math say, It's funny, because you keep saying we... <laughs> well it's just because i don't want you to be left out you know i mean you, you keep saying we don't drag me down into your filth okay fine <laughs> let me back this up let me let me let me take this entire conversation back a couple of minutes if you have an old lady who has boobies That's that are at least a cup she wants to get naked wants you to take a picture of it and wants you to send them to me send them you should send them to me I will not let Rex see them because he's not into that sort of thing. He doesn't like the boobies. He doesn't like the naked ladies. He just he's not into that sort of thing. He doesn't want anything to do with it. You know what? He just wants to he wants to go watch he wants to watch the horror movies. I just want to watch the booby scenes. There's a difference. It's fine. It's cool. It's just like it it's just like back in the band. All I want to do is drink beer. Yeah, he just wants to drink beer. I want the boobs. So anyway, we'll do that. And um and listen to Mortician, With, and I want to... And look at pictures of shotguns and pistols and brass knuckles. I, I wonder I wonder how many pictures of, like, naked hot women there are holding shotguns and brass knuckles. What's that rule of the um, internet? Rule 42 or rule 37 or something like that? I don't know. The I, one where... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google nude women the, shotgun. 
let's let's first one. Oh, okay, let's. It's this not Will Raymer. Is awesome. It? Is it Will Raymer no, in the picture dude. somewhere? <laughs> no, but I'm talking like, like, dude, like Will Raymer is cool. <laughs> Will Raymer is in the background of the picture. <laughs> All right, I mean, let's wrap this like, thing up. Like this is getting that, ridiculous. The fact, the fact that I can Google that and get this, this is. <laughs> The world we live in is is definitely. <laughs> dude, there's one. Dude, there's one, and she's wearing a Santa hat too. So it's just like in case you want a naked okay. woman with boobs and a and a gun. This has gone off. You the could rails. also have one with a, This is great. Anyway, hey man, seriously, thank you very much for listening tonight. Um, got any listener picks? I know one of our listeners actually sent us one tonight. I'm gonna listen to it. I had, didn't have a chance to do it tonight. So anyway. I want to thank you very much for listening. We will be around next week. It'll be a good time. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Heavy Metal Line. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. With your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Duff. <laughs>